Joe Benjamin, I need you to prepare the battlefield for annihilation! Will Daniel Bryan compete in a WWE ring again? Welcome to the Ledge Wrestling Podcast for the 24th of March, and uh, we're fresh off a week of Markamania, brother. Here with uh, Gordo, Nikki, and Steve. How's the lads? Ah, grand. Flying it. Flying it. wide. Doing well, boys. Doing well. Doing well. Doing well. And a bit of news this week. Um, we'll talk about the ones that don't matter too much before we get to the big one. Uh, greatest Royal Rumble will be on Sky Sports and the network. Hooray. I'm looking yeah. forward to this. this I, I am too. Absolute ridiculousness. And apparently the seven title matches that night as well. Seven. There's nine titles, so I'm curious what two they're not doing. Cruiserweight and... No, nope. both, both the women's. Both the women's. That's exactly it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> oh, yeah. That makes complete sense. Yeah. Yep, seven titles, all the men. I'm I'm looking forward. I'm I'm really looking forward to that. Um, they might as well do a full pay per view if they're going to be flying at least fifty performers over. Like, imagine there must be a hundred people total going over. So, mm-hmm. gotta make use of it. As I said, we're flying through. We're moving on straight away, giving as much time as possible to Daniel Bryan and the Ultimate Deletion. Speaking of big dogs. Hulk Hogan, uh, apparently in talks to come back with WWE. I'd imagine at WrestleMania. I'm calling it right now, lads. He's Braun Strowman's partner. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, fuck. Think about it. I've been saying it since we started this. Braun sounds like Hogan. It's a match made in heaven. <laughs> he just has to tag him in once to do the boot of doom, the leg drop of doom, tags back out, Braun smash kill, and they both sound, they do promo after the match, both saying brother and brother over and over again to highlight how much they sound like each other. <laughs> But it looks like he's coming back. I'd say he is. I, I mean, it's it's pretty much blown over at this point. It's been, what, how many years now since everything came two, out? Two yeah. or three? Oh, yeah. No one cares about racism after a couple of years. Yeah, it all blows over. Yeah. Uh, I, I'd like to see it, something happen with Hogan, even if it's just once. I want to see the reaction. That's the thing. I just want to see how people react to him. Roof off building. Yeah, 100%. If if now keep in mind this is the same building that he got the name of wrong last time. Silverdome. But <laughs> <laughs> he's got to do it again. <laughs> but if you would have beat up whoever they say they announce somebody for as Braun's partner, they beat him up backstage before the match, and then you know like what what's Braun going to do? Yeah, you know he's more than capable of going in by himself. But general manager Kurt Angle said he has to have a partner, and then real American hits. Oh Lord, it'd be fantastic. I think the crowd would mark out. To be fair. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing else I even want to talk about here so we'll just get into the good stuff Yeah, there was a bit of news now this week on Tuesday uh, former WWE champion uh, former tag team champion former member of Team Hell No uh, made his return lads Kane is back Yay. Yay. great day for the parish that was on Monday though, not Tuesday you got your days with 
Fuck off, no one would have even noticed that. You dick. <laughs> Our Saturday podcast said that he returned to <laughs> uh, But yeah, uh, crazy news. Uh, Daniel Bryan has returned. And I think, Steve, you put it up in the in the group chat. And I was like, what the fuck? My brother had texted me as well and been like, so do you think Dan- Daniel Bryan will be in the ladder match? You know, I don't think there is a ladder match. but And I was like, not a hope. Are you well? And then I was like, what, what, what? He's cleared. What the fuck? Yeah. It's all a work. Explain. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We we don't deserve nice things. We we, we don't get nice things. So when something nice happens, I'm always a bit wary of it happening. Yeah. I'm just wary. I'm just waiting for the rug to be pulled out. Ah, Nah. Carmella's beating Asuka that's where they're taking away that's the <laughs> I called her my road to Wrestlemania yeah she does have a great gimmick girl in hat yep, so she, in, she should she should definitely be beating uh, the murderer from Japan when it probably <laughs> happened um, yeah so Daniel Bryan comes out uh, place goes nuts uh, he kind of talked about how Brie had helped him along and you know fight for your dreams and they'll fight for you I thought it was a nice touch was he thanked the WWE doctors um, for all the work they did even though it seemed like from the outside they're being dicks to the guy or whatever but that was a nice little touch I thought and this mentioned that it looked after him as the person rather than the wrestler and he said a no-no word like wrestler as well he doesn't give a fuck <laughs> so, um, I thought it was a clear. nice He's touch fucking say whatever he wants <laughs> <laughs> um, but like this is I don't want to get into the whole speech you can watch it everyone's already seen it we're not going to recap it but uh, this is an absolute massive game changer for WWE in general. That's, you know, a massive star straight in at the top of the card. Um, Gordo, thoughts? Um, I, I'm not going to, I was absolutely wrecked. I was having a, just a bad day in work and just was in no mood. I was in my head. I was going to come home and go straight to bed and watch SmackDown the next day. Uh, as soon as I saw that message, all was in my head was, well, fuck going to sleep. I'm staying up for SmackDown tonight. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely incredible. Uh, I was saying to another one of the lads the other day that I've tried twice in my life watching fucking Edge's retirement and watching Daniel Bryan's retirement and I was close to a third time this week. Uh, Ah, wrestling. Beautiful, beautiful. And uh, even online, all at Twitter, everything, everyone was so happy. It was just joy to be a part of it all, really. It was a great old night, Nicky. It was. It was a fantastic night. I was just... Oh, just so, yeah, just so happy for him. Like, you just tell the, the absolute joy in his voice when he was doing the promo. Like, when he started yeah. breaking, uh, tearing up whenever he mentioned Brie, everything she was doing to try and get him back in. And, oh, just feel good. Happy, happy. Good, and good. Even my cold, dead black heart, you know, I, I had to <laughs> just, you had to almost shed a tear. It was great. Um, even if someone backed it, oh, does, does nobody like him? You know, and it's great. No. I don't, I don't know what to say, lads. It's just fantastic. It's the it's the greatest surprise, and it's something I'll be talking about later. Uh, I won't say anything now, but in Nikki's um, uh, WrestleMania Revisited, which is WrestleMania 17, it's one of the greatest things to happen just before WrestleMania. The other one was on Nikki's WrestleMania. We'll talk about that later. Um, there's the teaser. Now you have to wait till the end. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Stay with um, us on this journey. <laughs> through the deletion and... We swear it won't be t- over two hours long this week. <laughs> it won't. We apologize for last week. We just got into it. 
Uh, yeah, we're not going to cover everything this week, as we said in our uh, highly valuable production meeting beforehand. Kind of just going to talk this ultimate deletion, Brock and Roman, and see what else we've time for. Uh, Steve, what did you make of the whole thing? To Daniel Bryan or ultimate yes. deletion? Oh no, no, don't worry. I'll make it very clear when we're talking <laughs> ultimate deletion. Uh, oh, I'll, yeah, I'd reiterate what the guys have been saying. Uh, delighted for the man. Obviously, he has. You could see the hurt in his eyes for the last two years. That every time he's been on screen or asked to do media or asked to do something, his heart wasn't in it. He, he didn't enjoy doing what he was being asked to do. And what made it all the more real to me was when SmackDown opened and the camera cut to the three men on the commentator's booth. And you could see Corey Graves giving his round of applause, but the look in Corey's eyes is the same look we've seen off Daniel Bryan for the last two years. It's just that heart of, ah, I'd never get that moment back. And the skeptical side of me is thinking that WWE have only allowed this to happen now because they know that Daniel is going to go back to the Indies, going to go back to Ring of Honor and make them more of a prosperous company, make them more money and potentially a challenger for WWE. So the skeptical side of me is thinking they've only allowed him to be cleared now to keep him happy and to keep him on their side of the ship. The non-skeptical side of me is delighted to see him back and can't wait to see the matches he's going to have. It's interesting you brought that up because I was thinking something similar that the timing just seemed very strange to me. Um, And apparently the story, there's kind of rumors going around that he's been cleared essentially since January or the discussion started in January and everyone or people have known for a long time. Yeah, I was just just reading an article there posted by Ryan Satin, who everyone's favorite person right now. Oh, Um, I like him. (laughs) Never, never thought we'd be on Russo's side in an argument. Uh, yeah, but, <laughs> I won't say I'm on Russo's side, but the whole thing is fucking ridiculous. But anyway, he's his stories are generally true. He's he's pretty good journalist. I'll give him that. He's a dick, but he's a pretty good journalist. And uh, up on uh, Pro Wrestling Sheet there today, he put up a story about uh, an interview with the doctor that cleared him, um, who apparently said that he cleared him on February 26th. No, for you. So this is, yeah, so this has been good to go for a while. And you could tell, do you notice that he hasn't been on TV all that much recently mm-hmm. either? Mm-hmm. Um, he probably wouldn't been able to hide it. That's true, yeah. So I assume it was very, very small circle that knew about that. I'm just thinking, what does the big dog make of all of this? The big, big dog. 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 Uh, big, big bad dog. <laughs> I think we'll come back to him in a minute, actually, but... <laughs> um, we'll just say close up what happened basically so you had the closing segment of Smackdown the, the kind of main event was Sammy and Kevin getting fired um, he fires them for the attack on Shane from last week the hilarious wheezing attack on Shane last week oh. uh, he mentioned you know, I've been fired twice and blah 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 it's, it's still hope for you Sammy looked like all the energy in his body had just been sucked out of him <laughs> just like he had lost his dream job and he sold it so well Kevin was the same they shook hands and we all knew what was coming next. They, they, they had the beatdown. But the comeback from Daniel Bryan, people lost their fucking minds. Yeah. And you see him hitting the kicks and doing the drop kicks. And Sammy's in a set of this been healed before. See the way he stopped, you know, after Ke- uh, Daniel had hit the kick in the corner, the drop kick in the corner. Sammy went and he bear hugged him down to the ground. He had a chokehold around him and dragged him to the ground and started beating him down. He just has it down to a T, but side point, but. Uh, it's great to see him kicking people in the face. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope I, there's many more to come. Yeah. And then 
we had the uh, the power bomb spot outside the ring. Um, Nicky, remind me what part of the ring they hit him with. I believe it was the hardest part of the ring. Statistically, is that scientifically proven? I believe I so. so. There are some studies. What is the rate of measurement for this? <laughs> um, bumps. <laughs> uh, apparently, apparently, there's a plus thirty percent damage on that. What's the count? There's a plus fifteen percent damage for anything done on the, the announce table, including locking someone in a submission hold. That's true. The submission, the submission hurts way more when it's on top of the table. Yeah, fifteen percent. There's a fifteen percent chance more of them tapping. It's a shame it just doesn't fucking count for anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll talk, I suppose, about you know everyone's talking about the dream matches or the fresh matches, but here's something I want to see. I'll start off with this i think you could you have a year to build to wrestlemania 35 main event of heel roman reigns versus the face daniel bryan for the title whichever title it may be you can turn you know the problem with roman is as we've discussed before some people just boom because they think that's what you do when he comes out rather than have any strong opinions about him whereas if you have a situation you know we have these co-branded pay-per-views now you could have Roman turn on Daniel Bryan and you're guaranteed it's real heat. That's 80s heat if he turns on him. Mm-hmm. Nuclear, it's pronounced. Nuclear. Nuclear. <laughs> what do you think, Steve? Next year's Mania. Heel Roman face Bryan for, we'll say, the Universal or WWE title, whichever one. Steve's just Steve. dead to the world. Oh. <laughs> oh, <there you> <laughs> Stand up there, there. Yeah, I just blew his mind. You literally blew something anyway. Um, <laughs> Family. <laughs> uh, Roman Reigns turning heel, attacking Daniel Bryan. Why would that not be a good thing? I can't see any yeah. reason why it would not be a good thing. It's just, you know, we, we want to boo Roman Reigns. It's in our DNA right now. And the only way to actually turn him and properly making him heel is having him do some dastardly act to the love child of the WWE and the, the fans' favorite guy. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah oh, Jesus, I would throw something at the screen and hope to hit Roman Reigns if that happens. So yes, please give me that. I, I would like that very much. Even if Daniel was the WWE champion and then Roman cost him the title and that meant Brian going to whatever brand Roman's on, I assume Raw by the end of it all, and challenges for, him, for, for his title. That's something I have to see. They have to do that and have a year to do it. Have it happen around Survivor Series or sometime around that time of year and literally have D-Bright come over and attack him on Raw or whatever shit happens. Next thing, basically saying he's barred from all Raw events, yada, yada, yada. Next thing, have D-Bright come out and win the Rumble. Boom. There you go. Bang, there. Now, he has... They have no reason to stop him from going to Raw because he has the right to be able to switch brands and bang there sets up your Mania match. Okay, See, now. Yeah, and you didn't even have to get crazy. It went within the, the rules of their TV show. I went within the rules oh, yeah. and I'm thinking for 15 seconds. So they have a couple of us to fucking plan this. Let's see what convoluted way they fuck this up. Oh, they, have, they have nearly 13 months to book this. <laughs> we, we, will, we will get Daniel Bryan against Rusev as the final two in the fucking Battle Royal next year. Ah. Uh, Man, um, I think you've hit the nail on the head, Gordo. I think Daniel Bryan is definitely winning the Rumble next year. Yeah. They right. owe him a Rumble from 2014. If he's in the Rumble and he doesn't win the Rumble, there will be absolute outrage. Somebody's going to die. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh man. Or even with the Jew you over and they'd be like, uh, you can you're not gonna win the rumble this year. It's not gonna happen. Um and then they don't have him win the rumble and he gets thrown out by Kane or somebody. Because <laughs> that's I what know. they like to do. And they think that that builds the excitement for it. But you're just like, no, just give us a, like you did with Skiles and Nakamura, just give us a fun match. That's all that's the number one thing I was looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now I don't know anymore. My biggest worry about all of this is that they're going to fall back into the same old storyline that they had. So they're going to have him as the authority figure's fucking whipping boy and that they're just going to be shitting on him all over again. That We're going to have another year or two of Daniel Bryan trying to fight on, fight away from the power of Shane, Stephanie, Trips. Yeah. Will they do that again to us? Well, yep. he's... He's a B plus player on the B show, so he's right where he belongs. Uh, oh lord! You will, uh, you will hear that line in a fucking promo at some stage in the next fucking two months. But I wonder what his schedule is going to be like. Um, That's what I'm interested to see. How, how many matches is he actually going to have? Is he going to ramp up to a full time schedule, or is he going to stay part time? Or I suppose he's going to help the house shows because you can see the pictures online. Those shows are there. There's no crowds. Yeah, like I think he goes to Raw. I think they're not going to keep him on SmackDown. No, I'd say keep, uh, keep his plan before he got left was to be the face of SmackDown. That was what he was wanting to do. I don't see any reason to change that now. He's already as- associated with the brand. May as well keep him there. Him yeah, Nakamura I've... at fucking SummerSlam for the title. Yeah, move AJ over. Yeah. Oh, AJ is definitely going over, right. I think. Yeah, and now they have their ready-made main event, proper full-on baby face, ready to take Styles a spot. And it's literally just been thrown straight in their laps unexpectedly. Yeah. Mm. Like again, we we've said this with some with a couple of different people over the last couple of months, where they have something gift wrapped and handed to them. This Bailey. is the ultimate, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they fucked it up. Like this is one that this is a surefire home run. If they fuck this up, heads should roll within that oh, yeah. company, and Definitely. that's that's th- all I'm thinking all week. I think Bailey. I was talking to a friend of mine about it. Bailey was one of the worst examples of it. Revival is even worse than again. But if they manage to ruin this, which I, I can't see them doing, I, I, I have that, that little bit of faith in them that they won't totally screw this up. But Steve, Road Dog. <sighs> I know. Fucking fire that cunt. <laughs> Imagine having um, Road Dog booking Daniel Bryan. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Bryan and Asuka. <laughs> uh, just as I mentioned, we mightn't get to all topics. I just want to cover one quickly, very quickly, as I mentioned, Road Dog. Charlotte was pinned clean in the middle of the ring two weeks out from WrestleMania. I knew you'd love that. <laughs> I knew oh it. my God. And I don't want to sound like a broken record, but it's two weeks from WrestleMania. There was distractions. It wasn't clean. It was clean. No as, roll-ups, no grab of the tights, none of that stuff. Either way, shouldn't have happened. Very distracting. As Fair soon enough. as it happened, I literally turned to Paddy and said, Steve is ripping his fucking hair out right now. <laughs> I was. It was two in the morning or something. I was like, I swear to God, I'm going to kill somebody. Why do they keep... Anyway, uh, Daniel Bryan. Uh, <laughs> Fire Road Dog. Fuck Road Dog. Fucking put down Road Dog. Whatever way you want to look at it. So I assume we have Sammy, Kevin and Daniel for the next six months. Or does he go straight into the Nakamura? Do they do face... Brian and face Nakamura? Uh, I'd say not for a while. I'd say, well, I reckon one of either Sammy or Kevin has been traded to Raw. They have to split them up. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's... They've had them together since they came. Uh, you, need, you need to give them a bit of time apart. Yeah. So I, I'm i not sure what way they're going to go with that. I'd say they might go Daniel 
Kevin, I'd say I could see him keeping yeah. Kevin on SmackDown and putting definitely. Sammy on. I think Sammy's the one that can go to Raw. Yeah. Um. After that, then I suppose Nakamura, and then it's if we're doing if they're doing it the right way, we have our Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan thing to come. That you're forgetting about the Lone Wolf here. Like he, he's the face of SmackDown. Oh, Jesus, how can he's I just forget? a poor man's test. He's not the hairline of SmackDown. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> I'm not blowing one of my fucking WrestleMania fucking things now, but still, fuck <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah, just what else? Is there anything else we need to add? Um, nothing we say apart from our great idea about Roman. Uh, WrestleMania, 36, WrestleMania 36, D. Gargano. Oh, sweet <laughs> Jesus. Well, that's another thing I thought of. Um, Gargano. You're like, oh shit! <laughs> it's like Daniel Bryan is back. That was my gig. <laughs> <laughs> um, damn that Daniel Bryan! He's taking my Daniel Bryan spot. <laughs> but, yeah, I think Daniel Bryan and and Gargano would be amazing. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Neither of them can be healed. <laughs> oh, the match they, is going to be incredible. I think they're too similar to. I think it would be underwhelming. Oh no, I don't think so. I think it'd be an cr- incredible match. I don't know how good the feud will be. I think it's just going to be exhibition. There's an idea. Daniel Bryan just do a load of exhibition matches while we're talking about dream matches. Every because <laughs> it's all co-branded now, and he's the GM or whatever he is. So it could be like for SmackDown Bride or whatever. He faces Finn Balor at one pay per view, Rollins at the next, and so on and so on and so on. But oh, but, but Steve, Survivor Series is the only time of the year where uh, Rollins back to go head to head like competition. I'm afraid not anymore, Nicky. <laughs> <laughs> It was. Um, I looked, there's countless matches, countless. I, I definitely want to see Rollins again. There's so many, so, so many. Is there anything other than a tag team match at this WrestleMania happening? No. No. Has to be Daniel and Shane? Yep. I, I, like, there's no other way you can do it at this point with the way they've built it up. Yeah. And yep. also, how fantastic was it that Kevin Owens is going full on into it and has changed his Twitter handle to Fight Steen Fight? Yes, he has. I saw that. <laughs> I blacked out his profile and picture. And someone, else, yeah. someone else within an hour had taken the Twitter handle Fight Owens Fight. <laughs> what? Some, that's, oh, a, some, that's what some, you do. Yeah, some Smart. kid literally went on straight away and took Fight Owens Fight within an hour of it happening. Like You should, you should have seen that coming and Bye got himself under a backup account. Because like uh, that, that's fuck. what that's what happens if you change fuck your thing, it. it's gone straight away. To be fair, he's so savvy; it's probably actually him. <laughs> In fairness, because I know when OTT changed theirs from OTT Sideshow to OTT underscore Wrestling, like there was some guy that was a bit bitter about something, and he but he took OTT Sideshow, so people are still tagging OTT Sideshow the whole time. But it was a picture of a uh, autograph thing he got that still had uh, like plain white paper written across it. And yeah, that was the profile picture because he was, he was bitter about that. <laughs> Lovely. Uh, the last note on this was that uh, Dolph Ziggler had uh, talked to him backstage and said he can't wait to beat him. So I assume that could be our first match now that we think about it. Could be. Could be. Uh, Ziggler, during the whole thing when he had to retire, Ziggler basically had put out something saying shortly afterwards saying that uh, he wished he could have tore the house down with him one last time. So that's happening. So that's, so that's a throwback to that. But so nice, that's why nice Dutch. That's why Ziggler has signed a new contract. He's been he he got stooged off on this weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing to do about keeping him away from New Japan and Ring of Honor. It's all about Ziggler. We'll give you a million and a half just to fight <laughs> Debray whenever he comes back. <laughs> Ray Wyatt, welcome to the Honeycomb. 
there's nothing else to add, lads. So uh, let's get into the ultimate deletion. Yes, is the yes. way to go. Yes. So settle in, lads. I've I've just pegged for a four-hour discussion. I'm gonna open another bottle of cider. You fire away. You get your fancy cider, did you, Gordo? I did. I'm on the Stella. I'm on the Stella stuff, and I bought a bottle of Stonewell. I'm even on craft cider. Somebody's getting paid for doing this podcast. Fancy cider. Yeah, ain't fucking me. <laughs> but, but today is, in fact, normal payday. So. No, Gordo. Today is, in fact, Rusev Day. Uh, oh, my God. Shit. I thought that was tomorrow. Tomorrow is Rusev Day. <laughs> today is Rusev Day. That's convenient. The ultimate deletion. <laughs> <laughs> on Rusev Day the first the first thing I know it was just like it was surreal to see Bray Wyatt even you know with the with the lantern walking into the Hardy compound I thought it was amazing um, but I, I'm going to break it down literally second by second lads because I love this so Talk I assume you. I'm not alone here everyone loved this yes yes no. online though fits, but ah oh, fuck them fuck yeah. them they don't know joy they don't know fun Nicky there's no fuck point filthy marks so Bray walks up to the gates of the Hardy compound. Uh, he's let in by Vanguard One, who plays a message from Matt, who welcomes him to the Hardy compound and tells him to follow the music. And I don't know if you noticed, but Rebby was playing uh, uh, Bray Wyatt's music. I don't know if you picked up on that, which I thought was quite cool. Nice little piano version. I, I had it playing at my wedding. Now for you. Uh, so the ring is set up in a forest. Uh, and as Rebby is playing the music, Matt is spinning around with his arms outstretched. <laughs> this was great. <laughs> and then we have, you know, we knew it was going to happen, but Bray Wyatt, I knew you'd come. I have a lot of quotes from this in it. I was pissing myself laughing watching this. Uh, the, this is the, the controversial part. So we go to break, we come back, and Michael Cole calls the ultimate deletion obnoxious and then apologizes for what we will see. What a shower, dickheads. That's Vinnie Mac talking through Maggle. Oh yeah, definitely. And they're both next on the list. The list of deletion. <laughs> but like, wasn't Vince meant to be a big fan of the broken universe? I think this was reverse logic. I think if Michael Cole tells you that it's going to be bad, you're going to enjoy it. I know, but I just oh, <laughs> fuck you, Michael Cole. <laughs> anyway, so we come back from break, and Bray and Matt circle each other, laughing, and then Matt lets out, "Enough! The time for laughter is over." I thought it was a nice touch how everyone was sick of the whole laughing promo. <laughs> but uh, we'd back and forth in the ring until Bray gets the upper hand and then goes for a chair. But Matt calls Vanguard 1 to initiate the boomstick protocol. <laughs> <laughs> so all the Roman candles and fireworks start Big dog. off. <laughs> That's the funny thing, right? They, um, Brock Lesnar doesn't get pyro. Matt Hardy does. <laughs> quite cool. I bet he had to pay for it himself. Uh but uh, yeah, so Matt beats Bray with a chair and then we head to the dilapidated city. Uh, so <laughs> Bray beats Matt up with a kendo stick and then he's lying against the wall. And he's like, Bray Wyatt, this reminds you of anything? And Bray kind of drops to his knees and then we flashbacks to the House, of, uh, the House of Horrors match. The house is burning and Bray screams out in pain as Matt runs off. Nice little callback, I thought. Hmm. May, may as well make something uh, out of the disaster that was the House of Horrors. Yeah, that's true. That match put Apart me from the douche pose at the end. The douche pose, though. The douche pose. With the burning <laughs> building and, Roman, oh. and Randy doing the douche pose. Is great. <laughs> uh, 
Um, so then the best bit of the whole thing, I think, Bray chases Matt to the land of obsolete men, and we had our Scooby-Doo scene. <laughs> it was so good. The Bray is running around swinging a kendo stick um, as Matt uses his magic to appear in multiple different places. It was like, consumer, I'm over here, and all this sort of stuff. Um, my favorite one is Eater. Can't you see me? Ah. <laughs> and he runs off to the next thing. So Matt starts uh, swinging wildly. Oh, sorry, Bray is swinging wildly as Matt appears hiding behind the front kind of gravestone with a finger over his mouth telling the audience to keep quiet. And then he runs off with his hands by his side. I, I will forever run like that now. I have to, <laughs> you will see me on a treadmill in the gym in a couple of weeks' time just going, just running like that. Oh, uh, kid, I don't run. It's so good. <laughs> and then we have a, our second shot of um, a lawnmower. I think the first one was... Uh, oh, no, this was the first one. Sorry, the first one. Lawnmower? Um, what is this? A mower of lawns. Oh, sorry. Oh, so okay. uh, <laughs> so Matt jumps... Bray's kind of looking for him after Matt had ran off like a little girl. <laughs> and Matt jumps Bray from behind, but Bray throws him into a tree and breaks a thick branch over his back and starts the savage ground and pound while laughing at him. Uh, Bray throws Matt at a garage door and asks, what's behind uh, door number one? Well, what's behind door number one is the dome of deletion, lads. Yeah. Uh, so Matt reverses a slam, drives Bray's head into a grand piano, <laughs> a ring post, and then starts attacking him uh, with a ladder. And then we had that scene where Matt had to decide between a chair of wheels and a mower of lawns. <laughs> it's just like, what the fuck? Uh, so he kept asking, and I think what it was a bit like the Warrior when he was leaving the match at WrestleMania Seven. He wanted he looked to his hands to see who'd give him the answer, and the Moor of Lawns gave him the answer. <laughs> he screams, "Wonderful!" and begins to slowly drive it towards Bray Wyatt, making all of his weird, broken Matt faces. It was a bit like that Austin Power scene, you know, where the the guys all <laughs> yeah. with the really thought. <laughs> but Bray does the crab walk thingy, and it seems to freeze Matt in his track, so he kind of caught him with his own magic. Uh, Bray slams Matt into the mower of lawns. He DDTs him on the ring apron. Once again, Nikki. The hardest part of the ring. Yeah, even harder in the Dome of Deletion, I've been told. But it's lovely lovely loose ropes. Yes. (laughs) And Bray has him on the ground, ground to pound again. He's like, I told you, Matt, this is my ultimate deletion. It's yours. Bray drags Matt outside as Vanguard 1 frantically searches the property for life forms. Uh, he locates them at the Lake of Reincarnation. So Matt is crawling away after being beaten up. And it's like, Skarsgård, my dilapidated friend, it can't end this way. <laughs> uh, Bray goes to the sister Abigail, but Vanguard 1 distracts him. Bray turns over Skarsgård to reveal Senior Benjamin, who is holding a model globe. He throws it to Bray and he's singing He's Got the Whole World in His Hands. And then Brother Nero makes his uh, return, first appearance with WWE. He joins in in song. Matt appears, hits the twist of fate for the win. And then Bray gets up and he says, it's not over, Matt. And <laughs> I love how um, Hardy always calls him Bray Wyatt. He never calls him Bray or Wyatt. It's, yes, Bray Wyatt. Full <laughs> <laughs> name every time. He's like, oh, yes, Bray Wyatt. It's over. And he pushes Bray into the redeeming waters of the Lake of Reincarnation. Uh, Senior Benjamin, come here post haste. Senior, please retrieve Bray Wyatt's carcass from the Lake of Reincarnation. He's not there, Mr. Hardy. And then the music plays. <laughs> he screams, delightful. Uh, <laughs> the Great War is over. And Bray Wyatt has been deleted. So um, Matt deletes on screen as Vanguard 1 pans out for a wide shot of the lake and Raw goes off the air. Fucking amazing. 
So good. So loved good. it. Loved it. <laughs> it couldn't uh, have done it any better. Um, it, I wish it was a little bit longer. Uh, I wish they had done the license defeatial thing at the start as well. Like I didn't want a whole lot of new things. I wanted nostalgia. I just not even that old, but I wanted to see some of the old stuff happen again. Yeah, you want some nostalgia um, and some new bits, and they had nostalgia, and then they had the Scooby Doo bit, which was a new bit. You know, they oh, they, so they mixed good. it up well. One thing I would have liked to see is something to happen more with the Lego reincarnation. That's the only thing I was like, they could have done something there. But there's yeah. the payoff. We have to wait. Exactly, there will be a payoff. What? Yeah. What will it be? Will who knows? Three weeks ago, oh, we said I arrest. <laughs> oh no, Great White is gone now. He's going to have a sex change operation. He's going to come back as Sister Abigail. <laughs> he's deleted the vessel, Steve. Well, to be Sister fair, Abigail lives within the vessel, so you might you might be onto something. They, they want they want to have fucking James Ellsworth play a, a fucking cross dressing character. So maybe they could do something. They're probably going to do it with Wyatt now that Ellsworth isn't there. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. if he likes something, he doesn't let it go. He did give Emmeline's gimmick to what's her face Lana there as well. Yeah. So ravishing, true. One thing, uh, one, of, one of the lads on work messaged me. He's not a wrestling fan, but he loosely follows partially it. Uh, he just messaged me. Ultimate deletion. I have questions. <laughs> I, I basically had to explain to him what the fuck was going on. <laughs> it's not the easiest thing to explain. No, it's I wonder like, who the hell was this? Who's old? Ah, uh, yeah. He was asking me about he was asking me all the stuff about the historical figures and it's a bit like Kurt Angle last week not knowing what had happened to Matt Hardy. <laughs> uh, That's pretty much what everyone is asking. It's like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, I have to wonder the casual fans that wouldn't have known about seen uh, seen old uh, Total Deletion or any of the other stuff that, from TNA. What the fuck did they think of it? Fuck them. This That's, is yeah. for us. This is I know this filthy marks. I am curious. <laughs> it's, the, it's the same. The first, the uh, final deletion, when final deletion happened first, everyone was just like, what the fuck is this? It was kind of the second or third watch before you're like, this is brilliant. This is brilliant. <laughs> yeah. So I wonder if they're going to go through the same thing here or what's the story. If, if it's because that first watch about total deletion, it was just like, what the fuck is this? This is ridiculous. Yeah. And, and if Vince sees that reaction, will he say, no, we're scrapping this? But I think I they like look. the hashtag trending regardless of what it's about, though, don't they? So yeah. I'm hoping that saves it. Well, I had a look because I, I had a feeling it was going to take a big dip in viewers because I had a feeling it's not everyone's cup of tea. So mm-hmm. I did think there was going to be a big drop off. Um, if you look at that time slot from last week to this week, there is, was it 90,000 or 100,000 viewers down? Mm-hmm. Out of what went from 3.15 to 3.06 or something like that. So, like, Hundred thousand, you think is a big number, but the grand scheme of things, for a first view or something, a first exposure or something that's so different, I don't think it's actually that bad. So, now, what was the main event last week, or the main event segment? Uh, last week? What was I it? can't remember. Oh, oh no, it was clearly match. it was the tag uh, tag team. It was the tag battle oh. royal. Oh. But like yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. consistently around about three three point two ish, three point one five to three point two. Uh, Million, of course. I don't know what the way the rating system should mm. work, but it's around about three point two million normally. Um, so this is only around about one hundred and fifty thousand less than what it normally is, and it's something that is so drastically different that I, I think long term, I think it's going to be all right. I, uh, and as I was saying to you in the group chat as well, with the YouTube views it's been doing, the only three videos that had more views of it after all that time, 
uh, after 24 hours rather was a rousy segment which none of us got to see because mm-hmm. it was the dark segment that was happening in the arena because they didn't get to see this uh, there was the opening, uh, opening segment between Brock and Roman which we're going to get to later and there was the Cena segment they're the only yeah. three videos that done more views than this and you're talking about a star the size of Rousey, uh, obviously your mania main event, and the guy who's been the face of the company for the last, what, 15 odd years. Yeah. So it's I, in good company. It was safe to put it at the main event because they didn't care, I suppose, if they lost a lot of viewers. What I, the brave thing to do would have been put it on the, the top of the second hour because that's where they like to put Cena. Or they like mm. to put, we'll say, the big announcement for the night or the big segment from last week, you know, revisited yeah. or whatever. I so think- interesting now what the follow-up will be will there be a delete or a decay will there be an apocalypto you know will there be follow-ups to the ultimate deletion they have to after having that you can't just leave it just with one and this that's it mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. there has to be a follow-up i mean even with Bray, there's going to be a follow-up there so they yeah. have to do something else there and we okay. need to get king we need to get king maxwell on tv he was <laughs> on the segments but steve you, you didn't you didn't talk much about it what do you think oh, speaking of someone who hasn't I didn't follow them too much in TNA when it was happening at the time. I watched the the first one, didn't like it, hated it. Watched it a second time, didn't hate it as much. Watched it a third time, loved it. But I don't think I don't think I really saw any of the rest of them. I just thought, oh, this is a cool new gimmick. I'll probably get around to watching this at some stage, but never actually did. Um, I thought they actually. The more I think about it, the, the more they tease it and kind of introduce the character quite well. It was a slow enough process. Um, they overdid the laughing a bit. Chess match was quite good. But they kept it quite casual, which was good. And they didn't make it overly elaborate. So I'd even think a casual fan coming in there who would only have had the Team Extreme Matt Hardy previously, I think they would have enjoyed it. So... In that respect, I quite enjoyed it myself. Uh, I know a lot of people weren't happy online. Well, not a lot. A few people, probably three, them. <laughs> were, were not happy based on the fact that it wasn't what they saw in TNA. Um, but, you know, you can't fucking please everyone. As we all know, there are idiots on Twitter who think that calling someone an import killer is racist nowadays. <laughs> so clearly the internet wrestling community can be quite idiotic at times. I, I get if some people if it's not to their taste like Gordo said but like you get everything else give us fucking something you get your Roman stuff and you get everyone else just fucking leave us please 15 minutes it won't kill you just leave us alone and enjoy something um, but at least we know brother Nero's not going to be getting any punishment he's not going to get suspended he got his sword the, the, in fairness, this was recorded before that happened. Yeah. Yeah. No, but they could have edited it they out very been. easily. Yeah. And, that, and, that segment that they had was very easily edited out there. Yeah. And touch, touching just very quickly on the brother Nero, Jeff Hardy, whatever, did it ever actually come out what he was... I know he was busted for being under the influence of something. Did it ever come out what it was? Apparently alcohol was the last I heard, and oh, he hit it. like 100 yards of or 100 meters of fencing around someone's house or oh, something. Yeah. Mm. No, I wasn't sure, because all, all I was thinking was, obviously with the surgeries and shit he's had, he is on pain meds, and all it takes is one bad day where them fucking pain meds hit you when you're driving, and God knows what the hell happens. But if this, if it came out, it was because I hadn't read anything about what it was, but I'm like, if there was a possibility it was just a bad reaction to pain meds, then... Yeah, it's careless or whatever, but at the same time, you shouldn't be able to punish him over. But if it's drink, 
He's a silly, silly boy. Yeah. Looks like it. He can't cure that addiction. addiction. He, needs to get, he needs to get immersed in the lake of reincarnation. <laughs> send, send him looking for the vessel and carcass of Bray Wyatt. Yeah. <laughs> That's the interesting thing. Do we get Sister Abigail now? Now that the vessel has been deleted, do we get Sister Abigail? I honestly thought before the Braun thing, I thought that we were going to have Matt and some incarnation of a broken Bray slash Sister Abigail as the opponents for the Barrett Mania. Mm. I had thought that's what it was going to be before all the Strowman thing happened. It would be kind of a redeeming thing after his spell in the redeeming waters. Yeah, um, and it's something to kind of redo, redo Bray. And... Yeah. But what if he came back like he played them? You know, like it was like the whole thing like Orton last time where it was like Orton was following Bray, but he was playing him all along. Nah. That's, what the, that's what they could do. No, nah, wait, they have to wait seven years before recycling a gimmick like that. <laughs> yeah. Is he going to come back with the Hawaiian shirts and the straw hat? Or is he going to be weird demonic Bray Wyatt rather than cult leader Bray Wyatt? I, I reckon they'll just reset him back to the way he was when he originally debuted. Yeah, like probably. As, as Bray Wyatt, not as Husky Harris, because that'll be a terrible. <laughs> yeah. no, no, one wants, no one needs that. Damn it, gimme IRS Jr. <laughs> it would have been hilarious if they fucking just immersed him in it and like, okay, Bo Dallas. <laughs> I never thought of that one. Uh, I'm like, what in the fuck is going on here? I was like, what happened to Bo? Well, he was in the lake of reincarnation. He got viral meningitis again. So, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Immersive and out comes Jojo. <laughs> oh, oh. allegedly, on, on one of the ponies that he was playing. <laughs> <laughs> like, again, allegedly. Um, you, we were just we were at the same mind there. I was going to make a pony joke now in a second. Just wait for Gordo to shut up and I can make my pony joke. Nah, nah, I'm fucking cutting it on everything this week. Nice. Um, anything else to add? Or we move on, I think. Uh, it was wonderful. It was delightful. Yeah. I'm going to watch it back again after we finish this. Yeah. What's your prediction for the next one, Gordo? Uh, Kane keeps popping into my head. And literally have it as a way of completely writing them off. Hmm. He's done. Oh, I'd fucking I'd retire Kane with something like this. Oh. Hmm. I would completely I I want them to go down the road of just being silly with this. Even sillier <laughs> than they already are. You put Kane in to the Lake of Reincarnation, out comes uh, is what Isaac, Isaac, Isaac Yankum. Yeah. Just do it. Or fake diesel. You know, like he could do <laughs> you both just have some fun. Show me a couple of times, yeah. Because he did it with, with with Jeff Hardy, like you know when when he was deleted and he had to cure him from a spot monkey addiction, he'd put him in there and different versions of Jeff Hardy would come out. Hmm. It was great. And uh, Shane Helms, when he went under the water, he came out as the you know the boy band version of Shane Helms from oh, WCW. Sugar three marvelous. count, what they called sugar three, three count. Just get crazy with it. Let's get silly. That's what I always say. Let's just get silly, lads. Fucking eventually have the Bludgeon Brothers go into it and they end up coming back out as the two members, as just Harper and Rowan from the Wyatt family. <laughs> and then they're reunited with Bray and they're all broken or woken or whatever. Oh man. You could turn him heel and make him be a cult leader the way Bray, Bray Wyatt always should have been. Mm. And yeah. he steals all of his disciples. Oh, lovely. I might do an article on this actually. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out for my nonsense. But yeah, uh, we'll move on. I think to uh, Brock Lesnar and uh, the big dog. Big dog. 
<laughs> it hasn't got no for me yet. I don't think anyone's no. complaining in the comments, so we're okay. <laughs> our many thousand listeners are loving it. <laughs> well, we need um, many so, thousand more on SoundCloud and anywhere else we're yes. going to be this week. And Stitcher and iTunes and Podcast Addict. If you want to subscribe to us on Podcast Addict, do that. Anyways, so uh, Angle opens are all. Roman is still suspended, but the big dog walks out through the crowd. Because he doesn't give Big dog. Dirk. So he says that Brock isn't there. Cue the booze. Roman appears to the crowd with no elbow pads or gloves, you know, like he's here for a fight. You know, he's not even dressed to wrestle. He's not dressed to compete here, guys. Uh, Kurt says that he needs to wait three weeks. And Sir Roman says he won't. He won't leave the ring. So somebody has to re- represent the main event of WrestleMania. So he gets a chair and he sits on the chair. Riveting. Is open to Raw. Here's Roman Reigns sitting on a chair. Getting food. I'm, I'm in the chair. Been... La, 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 la. <laughs> I always think whenever they, they do this, someone sitting in a chair, they always miss the beat of they should have a match. We're just yeah. sit, sitting in the ring in the chair around yeah. the match. It's, why just, don't yeah, you do it? Exactly. And have it be like someone like Lesnar, who's like, you know, people are afraid of. So the people are afraid to do Irish whips in case they hit him <laughs> off the chair. <laughs> so uh, not security, not local law enforcement. U.S. Marshals read him his rights because he's getting arrested for trespassing. And it looked like he was reading it off a Nintendo DS. So I, I know I put it up there. I wasn't alone in thinking that. It looked really like a rigid Nintendo DS. But um, so, of course, um, babyface champion of the world. Roman comes and beats up some U.S. Marshals, which I looked into is a felony mm. in the United States. Uh, apparently, um, he broke one of their jaws. Yeah, yeah. One of them. Uh, there's two or three stiff shots when he's actually coughing. He swings elbows. Oh yeah. Uh, there's one of them, and it wasn't the one that I thought looked stiff. Um, but yeah, apparently, your, uh, your man who is obviously local indie talent. Uh, not actually a U.S. Marshal. No. Oh, back no. Here, That's boy. why he's not a federal crime. Did, did you Come notice on. how there's only three walls here? Because I've just broken the fourth. <laughs> well, Hold on a second. Uh, <laughs> if you've ever seen the movie Office Space and they talk about going to federal prison, this is what I thought. That Roman Reigns was going to federal fuck you in the ass prison. No, no, he was going to a local <laughs> <Allegedly. prison. laughs> <laughs> local detention center. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he actually he broke he broke one of the last jaws of one of the elbows. Apparently, a man tweeted out pictures of the X-ray, and he broke his jaw. It broke his oh. jaw. Broke <laughs> jaw. Broke his jaw. Oh lord! But of course, um, so he's in his cuffs. He beats up all the U.S. marshals. <clears throat> Excuse me. And Brock hits the ring. So Roman attempts to attack him with the chair while he's handcuffed. German suplex, chair shot. German suplex, chair shot, German suplex, chair shot, over and over again. So the commentators have sounded out as Brock picking his spot, a cowardly attack. And I think Cole said uh, it took Brock weeks to show up. And then when he did, Roman was arrested and defenseless. So I like that little bit they threw in there. Mm. Uh, Brock leaves, but comes back for more chair shots and more Germans. And Cole is like, he's the most decorated combat sports athlete. And he was, excuse me, resorting to this. So um, in a change of pace, he leaves, comes back, F5. The crowd chant, you deserve it, after Roman gets F5'd. <laughs> Brutal crowd in Dallas. But lovely um, pizza hut just outside there. Great crowd in Dallas. Great crowd. Mm-hmm. Enjoyed the Dallas um, crowd. <clears throat> it was good. Yeah, the, the pizza hut just on the upper tier. I was there after. <laughs> uh, I was at Raw after Mania two years ago. There's a top-notch pizza hut in that place. Shit beer, though. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> 
11 quid for a, a mini can of beer. I nearly spat at him. Oh. <laughs> Crazy <laughs> places. So uh, they get Roman out of the ring. Did you notice his wrists all fucked up? Yeah. From, uh, taking the bumps while he was in the handcuffs. Someone yeah. had mentioned it, it was there before he got there. That they practiced that in the ring beforehand because he was going to be coughed and he had to fight the U.S. Marshal dudes. Uh, so he had to learn how to fucking swing it and take it all properly. properly. Yeah. yeah. But um, he got some better handcuffs. In fairness, those things barely fit around his wrists. Yeah, and that probably didn't help because his two wrists were bleeding. Like, <laughs> well, it, it looked like was it the left one or the right one? It was one of them where if you look at like the second or third suplex onwards, it looks like he's actually having to hold the handcuff mm. onto one of his wrists. Mm. Um, his wrist looked as bad as mine after the fucking Orton and Jinder segments. <laughs> You're I, 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 the room. <laughs> ah, I couldn't leave it. It was right there. I had to say it. I, I love how now his hate goes straight to Orton Jinder segments and no longer to Miz. Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> um, so we we came back to a full recap after the break of the whole thing was recapped immediately after the break. They do that every um, week. And they did say oh, this but is a full full recap though. It was almost as long. <laughs> it felt as long. There was three recaps by the start of the second hour of the whole thing. And I said time co- time killing mode activated, just like the boomstick protocol from earlier from later hey. in the night. <laughs> Um, so Roman's on the stretcher backstage and he's off to enjoy his night at the local medical facility. <laughs> Nikki, does this have you foaming at the mouth for WrestleMania? So foaming. Uh, no, in fairness, it was grand. It was they could have done a lot yeah. more with this. It was it was build up. Brock was there. Yeah. Rest things right. happened. Have yeah. they thrown have they thrown in the towel in trying to convert the crowd? to be cheering Roman yet? They ruined that possibility when they had Roman say that Brock was Vince's boy. That's what they lost the possibility of getting any of the people that were booing Roman to go boo, uh, cheer Brock. Uh, yeah, it was. It, it didn't help because you're like, come on, don't insult us. That's you're it. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, we're willing to go along with a lot, but come on now. You can only suspend your disbelief for so long. But Steve, I, you're you're going to WrestleMania this year. So, what are your thoughts on that? Well, like, where will you be when this main event is happening? Like, will you already be in the taxi on the way back to the hotel, or will you stay for it? Uh, I'm sure I could find a local pizza hut to supply me with some food or something. <laughs> you go for a a local beer facility. Oh, <laughs> stop. Well, look at if if if, if I stay, King Center is across the road, they might have some smoothies. It'd be fine. If I stay for this match. I will be booing the fuck out of Roman Reigns and I will be cheering for Brock Lesnar. Um, and I don't anticipate that I'm going to be very happy after the match. No. <clears throat> no. Fair I hope this doesn't main event. It will. Yeah. Have it to send like the crowd it. home happy. Yes, sir. That's why this can't main event. <laughs> but everyone loves Roman Reigns. Isn't that right, mm. Vince McMahon? Yes, it is. Yeah, they're all he's saying boo They're all saying boo uh, He's the big dog. The big um, dog! <laughs> the big dog. Um, we'll move on quickly to another segment I want to talk about. The, the Ronda Rousey video package I thought was fucking amazing. Did did it, so why can't they do that for people that aren't internationally famous? <laughs> they use someone like Becky Lynch there. Mm-hmm. Becky Lynch. Uh, there's countless people that you could use that for. 
it was incredible. I talked, they, they addressed the losses. They addressed how Rhonda was a big fan. And she said that, you know, when she was in judo, that thought she thought, or she thought that was all it'll ever be. But then life happens when she thought was in the, when she was in the UFC, she was the champion. She thought that's, that's it. That's me done. But life happens. She mentioned that there was a nice line in it where all the skills she's learned throughout her career in various ways has led her to this, to make her this complete performer that's ready for this stage. She says she belongs at WrestleMania. It was perfect. And her crying in the middle of it, showing her husband. Uh, Angle was there. Ah, oh, it was great. I loved it. Didn't like it. Oh, you are such a bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, legitimately, I watched it and I thought, this was a fantastic video package. If only it was for a different person. Yeah. No. You know, I, it doesn't suit what we what we're expecting Rhonda to be. Rhonda's coming in as the most dangerous woman in the planet, a la how Mike Tyson was viewed in the nineties. Why are we seeing this video package which is showing how nice, warm, caring, understanding this woman is? I want to see her rip people's heads off. I don't want to see what she You saw a little bit of that. I think you had to do something to differentiate her from Brock Lesnar, where the story they're running and the real life angle is that Brock isn't there all the time and he's only you know, he's only got one toe in the ocean essentially. Like I think that would that's where I thought that worked, where it she's there, she's all in, brother. Yeah, but you don't tell people she's all in. You show people she's all in by her being there every week and destroying people each week like she did to Dana Brooke on the dark segment. Ah, but us TV viewers, she wasn't on TV this week. Exactly. Or last week. Yeah. That's the thing. But that's what I mean. You know, it's all well and good doing these things, but if you've got a, a megastar like Ronda Rousey, use her like she's supposed to be used. Have her beat the fucking living shit out of people. That's what we want to see. That's how we're going to believe that she's the baddest woman on the planet. Not by video packages. Um... Yes, I don't think she's fully up to speed in the ring yet either. So maybe this was one way of doing it. Yeah, if she was have... a year in and she had a bit more training under her belt or a bit more, ma- or, uh, you know, any match under her belt, <laughs> you'd be more confident or just going beating people up. Um, no, I see I see both sides to it, but I, I just want more video packages like that for yeah. people like Becky Lynch. Do it for Becky. Do it for fucking the Good Brothers. Do it for yeah. people who need it. Yeah. Thing is, they, they can go out and kind of do their own thing as well. If they wanted it. They look at Mustafa Ali on 205 Live. He did his own video, but fantastic promo. He did like with his own ca- in a camera in Chicago and they showed it on TV. Because yeah, that's the one like the green, awesome. the green kind of filter on it nearly. Yeah. The, the dark one. Yeah. The alleyway yeah, one. In the, in the alleyway. Like he put up on his Twitter during the week and they showed it on 205 Live because it was that good. Yeah. The WWE are fantastic at doing video packages. They're literally one of the best companies that I've seen use that sort of media that well. Yep. So I would completely agree. I think this is a fantastic thing that should be used for more people in the right context. I... You, want, you want letters on the screen as well? How else are you going to know what they're saying? <laughs> I, I would love if they don't like... Uh, I, I, I know if the lads don't watch UFC as much, but like the UFC embedded stuff, Oh, yeah. Where it's like to build up to a fight where they just have nearly a video blog of shit that she's doing getting prepped for it. I would love if they'd done something like that for her mm. this year. Yeah. I think that, that would be better. And it would drive views to the website for them as well, which clearly that's a big thing for them. Um the one thing that kind of annoyed me, it's something I copped today when I was going up going through Twitter during all the Devlin Gate. Um <laughs> but um uh, Triple H tweeted out well, WWE posted a video, Triple H retweeted it of Rousey and Baszler down in the performance center, just having a bit of a 
roll around a bit of sparring and whatever and uh like obviously she could still go underground and whatever and it's fantastic just getting flashbacks of some of the stuff i've seen her do but triple h retweets it and says two women getting ready to make history wrestlemania weekend like you're supposed to be fucking fighting one of them <laughs> yeah it's, i Look. get promoting your own fight but at the same time there wasn't even a slight dig around how one of them was going to lose there was kfa people we need <sighs> yeah i just kevin yeah, owens I... tweeting about how happy he was for daniel bryan and then that night power bombs him on the hardest part of the ring uh, that was part of the story though that was, yeah. <laughs> that was that's kevin also his last tweet he hasn't tweeted since then. <laughs> That's because Kevin Owens was legitimately happy, and then Daniel went and fired him. So clearly, it's Daniel had a common. Daniel yeah. Bryan is a dickhead. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was deep right a heel in all this. <laughs> Road dog um, booking. That's why. That's uh, it. But Go yeah. do our Daniel Bryan quiz on Facebook or on our yes. uh, every player. Two sports. Do a sports dot com. Do our Daniel Bryan quiz. See, Steve, we got the we got the plug in there about a half an hour yeah. after we talked about it. <laughs> you could have plugged it yourself. Um. <laughs> what plug? What Daniel Bryan quiz? The Daniel Bryan yes, quiz yes. is currently available on TwoBitSports dot com. You can find it a link to it on our Facebook account, which is facebook dot com forward slash TwoBitSports, and also on Twitter at at twitter dot com forward slash TwoBitWrestling. I was going Wait. to make it so much real and be like, but Gordo, I don't have Facebook because I don't. Where else could I find it? <laughs> I do like Twitter. Um, I'm going to breeze through some stuff here because we're going to get on to the Irish Wrestling Roundup and then we're going to spend a bit more time talking about WrestleMania 17. Uh, what is here? Cena wants answers. Um, Kane came back and chokeslammed him. Love okay. that. Love that uh, so much. Did you? Yeah. It keeps the storyline ticking away. Yeah, and keeps us guessing whether Taker will or will not arrive, or what version of Taker will arrive if and when he does. Um, and it leaves the possibility that if Taker is not coming, yet, at least Cena will have a match against Kane, possibly, or someone else. I like the whole idea that Kane was there. That was the message from the Undertaker: "Shut the fuck up." That was, you know, that was kind of a cool thing to do. But yeah, Cena's like that's hokey, not taking a serious delivery is kind of annoying me. Yeah, but um, I'm moving on. <laughs> um, the Miz, the Miz says he gets no respect, and then he calls, uh, uh, "Good God, Fergal Devitt, Prince Nevitt and we leave that there. Nothing. That Nothing? was the, okay. that was the Nothing. royal. That was the royal of the Smarks. <laughs> <laughs> no, he he flung, he fumbled over the. Words. I know, yeah, he very much did, but still, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It, it worked in another way. It's fine. Um, it actually kind of made him even more of a dick. Yeah, they you know, I don't. I didn't think I could hate him any more than I already did. <laughs> um, I'm. I kid. Uh, AJ Nakamura. They did pretty much the same thing as last week, but in reverse. One thing to talk about here is that Styles might actually be legitimately injured. Not not badly injured, but Triple H was talking about it that they're kind of keeping him on ice at the moment, and they have Plan B and Plan C ready if needed. What could that be? Seth Rollins is always Plan B, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Ah, look, Strowman wins the tag titles earlier in the night and then goes, be- goes and beats Nakamura <laughs> for, the, for the vacant WWE title. He's got Rusev there doing nothing. Plan B, yeah. Brian. <clears throat> Brian starts oh, with B. Brian. <laughs> and C is Corbin. No. <laughs> well, I was going to go with Carmella. Who, Wait. Uh, attempted to cash in. <laughs> attempted to ca- Carmella Anthony is out and she's attempted a cash in. Uh, she hands her briefcase to the eyebrows ref and then Charlotte kicked her and we talked about the ridiculousness of Charlotte losing already. Then we had US title 
Uh, Jinder says he doesn't need to be there. All together, lads. <laughs> like, fuck off. Fuck then. off. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, good God. He says he was something about Bollywood or something. And then Rude is... I'm getting really sick of Bobby Rude, lads. I'm going to be honest. He's driving he me crazy. To be heel. He's not. He, yeah. he doesn't work as a face. No, but he, everything he says has to end in glorious. It's going to be absolutely. Oh, come on! It's driving me cracked. I don't know if I'm alone there. No, um, I miss. I miss it. Factor rude. Yeah, yeah. And that is probably it. That anything we're talking about, we had Sasha and Bailey. They're still building that. Um, I don't want them to do any more because they're not going to get a proper, not going to get enough time on Mania to pay this off properly for the match that deserves to be. But nope. And they, they've already said the sashes in the the battle royal. So what's no. the name of that battle royal? The WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal. Oh, okay. Thank you. Nothing. Not the Chris Benoit Best Dad Award <laughs> Battle Royal. <laughs> wow. Or the Hulk Hogan Race Relations Battle Royal. <laughs> What else can I talk about in terms of scandals? <laughs> um, <laughs> let's just leave that there, actually. Let's just leave it. <laughs> um, but that'll do it for the American wrestling. But I, but Nikki, what's going on in Ireland? I believe we have an Irish wrestling roundup. Ooh. Which, which won't devolve into swearing this week, will it, lads? Uh, <laughs> get <around. laughs> Uh, I, I don't have too much, really. Um, the big thing, as uh, we've already mentioned a couple of times, uh, just from today, it's not a big thing, but... Get uh, to the snowflake. The one guy... <laughs> the one guy on Twitter taking offence with Jordan Devlin's new T-shirt. Uh, his new T-shirt, it's a red T-shirt. Have it up here now, a picture of it. A picture of him uh, giving the package pile driver to... Um, Mark Haskins. Mark Haskins, yes, it is. Uh, says, import killer, Jordan Devlin... Many have challenged, uh, all have fallen. A uh, guy on Twitter comes back to this picture going, I like Jordan Devlin and OTT, but I find the veiled racism in an import killer t-shirt disgrace. Distasteful. Ah, uh, go and get fucked off exactly. the highest bridge you can find. Get fucked. Fuck yourself. Jesus Christ. Like, no what is wrong with people? It must be tiring to wake up in the morning and find something to be offended by every 20 minutes. But this is someone that clearly doesn't understand the word racism. Oh, no, it doesn't. That's what De Devlin replied back to the say. What's race got to do with it? You're looking for xenophobia with a kissy face. <laughs> that man's Twitter is fucking gold. It uh, is. But yeah, it's just fucking ridiculous. Like, it really is. Needless to say, no one else agreed with that opinion. No, 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 like all, all the comments after that from everyone is like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's not racist and not racist. Jimmy Havoc's comment is my favourite after Big Tread. Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Havoc goes back, I like that his name is Willie. <laughs> <laughs> Did you uh, like that when someone tagged Martina and, asked, and said, and Martina doesn't even know what xenophobia is. <laughs> <laughs> and it's we your Banks. Travis Knight said, is that one of the people that Ripley fought in uh, that self-titled movie, <laughs> Aliens? <laughs> uh, and I said an old picture back ourselves from America would say, uh, imports, great bunch of lads. Yeah. Um, I like the one with the old man and Father Ted. I hear you're a racist now, Father, but your man's face <laughs> is your man's Twitter icon. <laughs> <laughs> 
Haven't said that one out yet. I'm saving that for the weekend. We're printing our next week. We're printing that out those out. We're bringing them with us to, to get the one with the old lady with the shopping bags too. It's the Greeks, the fucking Greeks, father. That's the imports. It's the Greeks. He's after. <laughs> I am not after the Greeks. Okay, that's three. We're getting three pictures. There's three of us going. We're we're bringing these. We're having. <laughs> well, the signs has to be. It's not the imports. It's the Greeks. He's after. Oh yeah. <laughs> we'll do the three. We'll do the three. Your man with the face. We'll do the Greeks, and we'll do the imports. A great bunch of lads. That, that's our. We're printing these off and bringing them <laughs> next week. Ah, <laughs> wrestling. In actual news, uh, <laughs> uh, OCD Contender 7 was on last weekend. I haven't watched it back yet. I can't find full results. So I have the couple of things I've got from Twitter that happened. Uh, LJ Cleary is the new gender neutral champion. It's a wig. It's a wig. So he's, wig. he's now involved in the... Uh, I'll get to the, to the thing next week so, uh, at new matches, but yeah, so he's the new general neutral champion. They'd make some changes to the card because it was snowing yet again in an OTT show. And there's sh- there's currently forecast to be snow for the next OTT show. So it seems to be just snow OTTs of things happening now. Um, but Chris Brooks and Travis Banks couldn't make the storm, so some of the things had to get moved around. Um, I think they had... Who did they bring in? I think uh, I saw pictures of... What you call them? Lord Tracy. Matter, Paul Tracy. Paul Tracy was on it. Uh, Tucker was on the card. He wasn't advertised. I think they were who filled in for the two of them. Um, but big news coming out of it. Angel Cruz and Be, Be Cool have now reunited. Yay! So reunited and it feels so good. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, also Terry Thatcher got murdered. <laughs> Sweet Jesus Christ. The You've seen the picture chest. of his chest. Dear God. It Shop is in. City. Bits, Jonah Rock destroyed him. Uh, but yeah, I'll be watching that back over the weekend and the review will be up sometime next week. Uh, other news, uh, Uprising is on this weekend. Uprising Wrestling have a show on the 25th, which is tomorrow. Tomorrow, and um, They've announced the whole card. Uh, now it's uh, Alexander Dean versus Tucker. The latter match, Curtis Murray versus Eddie Stone for the rights to the Toronto Trophy. No DQ match, Scott Spears versus Gavin Fitz versus Angel Cruz versus Brian Carr. Kings of North versus Andy Steele, Adam Flex Maxhead and Stephen Cartel. Blake Richards and Debbie Keitel versus Angelina Harkness and Russell Dempster. And Jay Money versus Cowboy Jim West. Uh, that's sold out. Uh, it's on. It's it's on in the the Gale up in Belfast. Uh, yeah, but sold out during the week, so no tickets available. So it looks like Uprising are going from strength to strength up there. Fair play to lads. Fair play. And the Nordies. <laughs> exactly. Great bunch of lads. Other <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, new matches and stuff announced for other shows that are coming up in the future. Next weekend is a big triple header. Uh, the Friday Night Fight Factory have a show. Episode four. We only booked this on Good Friday because we thought people couldn't drink and wouldn't have anything else to do. Um <laughs> They announced the entire card during the week at a show at a, a low blows party. Uh, so we're getting a fatal four-way three stages of hell match for the Irish tag team titles between uh, Morden Hype, Carney uh, and Martin, uh, Super Nintendo's, Soldiers of Fortune and Collar and Elbow, who was uh, Dean Alexander and Justy. Uh, stage one is going to be a regular fatal four-way. Stage two is a tables match. And stage three is a no-holes-barred match. thought fatal four-ways were all no-holes-barred, but we'll go with that anyway. Uh, we're also getting Valkyrie versus Debbie Keitel and they're having a thing called the Grapple Games which is a tournament I'm not sure what the reward is I haven't seen anything like that they announced the qualifiers for it there's qualifiers are Michael May versus Scotty Davis Be Cool versus Sammy D LJ Cleary versus Axe 
And also the fourth uh, qualifier is a 15-person over-the-top rope elimination match. And the font they used for the over-the-top rope was the OTT font. Just because. Just because. Just Uh, reasons. Yeah. Uh, Other new things. um, Next night, Saturday, uh, is Martinez Gaff Party 3. Uh, LJ Cleary has now been added to that gender-neutral title match since he's now the champ. It's Uh, a wig. So it's going to be Cleary versus TKA Cooper, Martina, and Joey Janela for the gender-neutral title in a no-rules match. And also they've added uh, a number one contender match for the tag team titles, where Kings of the North are going to be taking on the Angel Cruisers. R.I.P. R.I.P. And in preparation for uh, the gaff party next week, on Sunday, OGT are making Martina's gaff party too free under On Demand. I think they're hoping to get some Twitter buzz on it like they did for the Snow TT show last time. So I'll have everyone watch along at the same time. So hopefully we get that because that was a right laugh last time. Half seven Sunday night, apparently. Half seven Sunday night. So tune into Twitter and OTT On Demand. And uh, which Twitter should we follow? That's, that's tomorrow night. As tomorrow night. Yes. Fifth. Tomorrow night. That, that okay. one. That's and what, what what Twitter account should they tune into? Uh, well, they should follow. Uh, we'll be we'll probably be following along on Two Bit Wrestling. It's uh, OTT underscore wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> what about Sideshow? No, no Sideshow. Um, no, blank white paper. <laughs> uh, Sunday night, then uh, we've got OTT Defined, first women's ever show. And they've announced the fourth um, qualifier for the title match on that night. So the, the tournament thing you're doing. Uh, Debbie Keitel versus Raven Creed. So we've seen the match a few times, but it's always been pretty good. So should be a good match. Uh, so the, that'll be going on. I'll cover all, every, all the whole show next week anyway before we go on to it. But, but uh, important question mm-hmm. who's going to be the ring announcer and who's going to be the referee for that event? I'm assuming they will keep the same. I know it's an all women event, but I doubt they're going to go that all women because, you know, Foxy. You can't face Foxy. Foxy in a wig. Foxy in drag. Totally happened. <laughs> or well, Jake Leary's wig, I suppose. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. You go. problem solved. He, he doesn't need it for tonight. He's not going to be wrestling on the show. So, at first, they could have Rachel commentate. Like they'll do the announcements, considering yeah. she used to. She used to do. She it. originally did the annou- the, the, the the announcements. So who cool. knows? We'll see. Uh, I don't think I've anything else new announced. Uh, scrolling down, scrolling down. Oh, uh, yeah, Contenders 8. Um, so the next Contender show uh, is on Sunday, April 15th in the Ringside Club. Uh, they announced the brackets for the NLW title tournament. So it's going to be Terry Thatcher versus Eddie Stone, Doug Williams versus Michael May, Nathan Martin versus Curtis Murray, and Scotty Davis versus the winner of El Fantasmo and Chris Ridgeway. Uh, and they've also announced that Club Tropicana will be taking on the Anti-Fun Police, which should be absolutely fucking hilarious. Who are they again? Uh, Anti-Fun Police is... Um, no fun done. Yeah, Damien Dunn and Paul Dempsey. Or... No, no, this is the actual guy. That's oh, okay. Normally, he's a guy in a mask. He is. A, he does a Mexican gimmick. I can't think of his name. Yeah, I can't think of his name. Top of my head. Um, but yes, that should be that should be hilarious. And they've also announced El Ligero for that show as well. El Ligero. Oh, yeah. That's that's all I have for the Irish wrestling roundup. So we're 
over our third installment of WrestleMania Revisited. And uh, Nikki, I know this this is your WrestleMania choice, WrestleMania 17, but I do have to do my nonsensical background stuff. Of but course. This time I'm going to let it all come out, right? You're going to let it all start? Yeah. I'm going to do things my way. My way, <laughs> my way, and the highway. <laughs> my God, that song was on that show a lot. It was. It's a great song. It was perfect for it. It's just heavy on the lyrics when, you know, you think an instrumental would suit when it's going to be music every 19 seconds. But, um, it was a time before Xbox. Uh, it's a time just before 9-11 when you could go through an airport without being sexually assaulted for having a coin in your pocket. Um, but 2001 was the international year of volunteers, lads. Oh, wow. If only someone had volunteered to improve the entertainment industry outside of wrestling. <laughs> uh, one of the best ever WrestleManias, but the quality of other forms of entertainment was in free fall. Spy Kids was the US number one, or the, the box office number one in the US. It's not great. No, nope. it doesn't compare with uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 that I had for my one. <laughs> <laughs> I checked the UK box office to see if it was any better, but Miss Congeniality topped the movie charts oh. for two weeks before Bridget Jones' diary took the crown oh. for the following five weeks until Rugrats in Paris dethroned it. Yes. <laughs> Rugrats in Paris. Great movie. <laughs> Emotional roller coaster. Great movie. Uh. <laughs> Uh, it wasn't much better music charts. Uh, Butterfly by Crazy Town and Angel by Shaggy had the old collar and elbow tie-up going for the three weeks around in WrestleMania in the US. Uh, good God. Uh, it wasn't much better over here, though. Uptown Girl by Westlife. It spent a week at the top before by, uh, or before Pure and Simple by Hearsay went on to enjoy oh, three wow. sweet weeks at the top of the charts in the UK. But even The Simpsons had begun to slide. On the day of many a 17, Homer found an old box of animal crackers, so The Simpsons are going to Africa. Oh, my God. <laughs> <sighs> this was around the time The Simpsons had gone to fucking shit as well. In <clears throat> um, more fun news, two weeks before Mania 17, Ireland confirmed its first case of foot and mouth disease. Oh, wow. And outside, <laughs> you had these little buckets you'd stand in outside every library in the country. <laughs> So Arsenal, for the first time on Armenia Revisited, did not win the Premier League, lads. Yes, yes. Liverpool yes. still happened to win yes. it. <laughs> Wait, I'll come to them. Uh, you know, they did a good year in 2001. Uh, Manchester United won the league by 10 glorious points. Uh, Sir Alex Ferguson became the first manager to win three successive league titles with the same club. A great man, that fella. It's a great year for United. Fuck him. But, um, it wasn't the only big story. <laughs> it wasn't the only big story in football 2001, Gordo. Uh, the day before Mania 17, United lost 2-0 away at Anfield. Goals by Steven Gerrard and Robbie Fowler and three points, but no Premier League titles for Liverpool. <laughs> it was a minor setback. <laughs> it, <was, laughs> it was a minor setback for Ferguson's team as they romped to their victory in the league title. But Liverpool completed, they had a good season in all fairness, they completed a unique treble in 2001. They won the League Cup, FA Cup and UEFA Cup, commonly known as the Shite Treble. But in classic cup side fashion, Liverpool didn't do much in the league. There's nothing surprising there though, because they haven't won the league in 28 years. <laughs> we are I don't know why I went in on Liverpool. I don't know why I went down on Liverpool for this one, but I just saw I was looking for a United result like I did for all the other teams that had won the league for these manias. And I noticed we lost to Liverpool. I was like, ah, oh, for fuck's sake, I can't leave that. So anyways, um, so last week we discussed the big start for the Attitude Era with Stone Cold Steve Austin winning the WWF title. This week we talk about essentially when the Attitude Era ended, essentially, with a Stone Cold Steve Austin title win. 
Um, Steve Austin was about to take his ball and go home. Mankind had retired. The Rock was dipping his toe in Hollywood in awful, awful movies. <laughs> the Monday Night Wars ended the week before Mania 17, when on air Vince announced that he had bought his competition. On the go-home Raw, uh, while watching two CRT TVs, one with Nitro and one with Raw, Vince announced that the 2018 Hall of Fame Jeff Jarrett was capital G, double O, double N, double E, gone. <laughs> that was fantastic. Uh, Vince says he'll sign the contract this Sunday at WrestleMania 17. He'll sign it when Ted Turner himself walks down the aisle and delivers the contract to him. Uh, WCW will remain buried, but then Shane appeared. And he's not here in Cleveland, Nikki. No, he's in Panama City. What? Yeah. The name on the contract did say McMahon, but not Shane, or not Vince McMahon. It was Shane. What? So I call it the greatest go home raw in the history of fucking wrestling. <laughs> you can't get much bigger than what happened that night. No, definitely not. So you had Paul Heyman on commentary and WCW talent were in the stands in the Houston Astrodome after having an angle ruined by, was it Sean Stasiak or someone? Yes. Stooged off an angle? I believe so. But we opened with that wonderful countdown sound that we start with and Y2J opened the show, Nicky. He did. So Jer- first matchup was an intercontinental title match between Chris Jericho and William Regal. First title match of many title matches on this card. There was seven of them in the 11 matches that came up. Is that uh, how many that's going to be on that fucking thing over in Saudi Arabia? It is, shockingly. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're in the Astrodome. Uh, it's the first, uh, I mean, it was in a stadium since 1992. So this is kind of a big deal. Looked impressive. Um, this is also the first Mania I started watching properly. So I, I only started watching properly in the 2000s, like in the year 2000. So this is the first Mania that I was actively fully invested when it came around. So this is another, even though it is the best Mania of all time, no argument there. It's the best mania of all time. Um, it's also my first one. So it's uh, nostalgia. <laughs> you never forget your first one. Never forget your first like. It was sponsored in by Snickers Cruncher. In wow. Thing. Well, <laughs> good omen for this year, lads. It's very good omen for this year. <laughs> and what, 17 times two? 24. It's oh, all man. falling into place. <laughs> Quick match. <laughs> uh, it was great. Anyway, as you're saying, first matchup, Chris Jericho comes out. He was the Intercontinental Champion. He's facing off against William Regal. Build up to this, saw it was when uh, Jericho pissed in Regal's tea. And <laughs> Jericho dressed as why don't they do stuff like that anymore? That's genius. I, I'd be raging. Because it gives kids ideas. Kids are impressionable, which is why every fucking sort of a travesty or school shooting is blamed on video games. Yeah, you, can't, you can't fucking do something that'll be impressionable for the impressionable kids. Gordo, are you aff- you're offending kids with that statement. I don't care. I'll offend whoever the fuck I want. Oh, I'll, I'll have you hounded out of your job. I, I, I will post an apology if needed. <laughs> And it will take six months off. <laughs> unpaid. Un- yeah, un- unpaid. Because if I get paid fucking fortunes of ducats as it is. Anyway, Bo, throw it back to you. Oh, yes. So uh, Regal was the commissioner at the time. So just to put a, back, a bit of extra backstory on this. Um, the match itself. Um, Re- uh, Jericho, actually, before I get into my Jericho had tapped to the Regal stretch on SmackDown the week before. So that's kind of the big thing they were promoting coming in the regal uh, jericho had just tapped out to regal stretch in the match itself jericho a uh, regal removed the turnbuckle pad uh, he was working jericho's shoulder um jericho reversed uh or the regal reversed the walls of jericho into a regal stretch jericho tr- then threw regal into that exposed turnbuckle from earlier and then he won the match with a lion salt a what he won 
a match with a lion salt. A what now? A lion salt. People need to call Ripley's. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was the, the match was seven minutes and eight seconds long. But it was that's a all fun, you need. Fun you have these big cards. There's no need for thirty minute Triple H matches. Oh, I'll get to that. I'll get to that yeah. later. <laughs> <laughs> after after the Intercontinental match, we had a, a backstage segment with the APA and Jacqueline in the APA's office, which is the door. Uh, Bradshaw cut a big promo about Texas, but also was impassioned and, you know, yeah, America and all. Uh, ended off with, it's WrestleMania, dreams are going to be made, egos are going to be shattered, and asses are going to be kicked, which I thought was a great line. Yeah. Which was followed up by that terrible match. Uh, right to censor, uh, Val Venus, Bob Buchanan, and the good father, with Stephen Richards at their side, took on Taz and the APA, who had Jacqueline at their side. The match lasted three minutes and 52 seconds. That's for about four minutes too long. (laughs) (laughs) So backstory on this was uh, the right to censor our dicks and they want to take away our beer and boobies. Um, So uh, they can have our beer, but they can't take our boobies. Wait, hold on. They can't have either. No, No, they cannot. But if you had to choose one. I do love boobies. Beer, beer. To, To take away or keep? Uh, whatever, whatever it takes, you know, just beer. <laughs> it's literally beer, 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 bed, bed, bed. All right, you love boobies. Uh, <laughs> you love boobies. Yeah, oh, but you know, they, they come with something that nags you all the time, you know. <laughs> so you have to weigh that in. No, not, not if you're not going out with them. Oh man, I didn't think that's that a mistake you're making, you see. As Nikki tells us what happens next, I'll ponder this. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, JBL got to win the match with a clothesline, as I said, short match. Tried the night. Oh, of course he did. Of course JBL <laughs> got to win. <laughs> <laughs> Throughout the night, we were getting ads for WWE The Music Volume 5, which I have on CD at home. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> So many songs on there from it. It was great. Also, a couple of things I noticed just throughout the night. Just I noticed. Jesus, Nikki's just been attacked by a dog. Yeah, so there's now dogs involved here. Uh, one second. Mute your mic there, Nikki. <laughs> and Nikki's gone. Uh, he's just been attacked. Uh, Steve isn't. Oh, Steve is in the same house, so he's muted. The, the, hell, the hounds of justice have pounced. <laughs> <laughs> They have been thrown in the lake of reincarnation and have actually been reincarnated as actual dogs. <laughs> uh, um, we move on until Nikki's back. You've notes anyway there for the hardcore championship triple threat match that followed. Yeah, so we had uh, it was Raven and Kane and Big Show. Uh, Q Raven strolling down with a you know, shopping trolley full of weapons, which was fantastic. Um, this is one that. <laughs> It, one of the last times I think where they properly used a full arena for one of these. Um, so yeah, yeah, I'd say uh, this is probably the back. best hardcore title match there's ever been. To be honest, oh hell yeah, definitely, yeah, better than the hardcore battle royal from fucking WrestleMania 16. Anyway, Jesus Christ, that young was an abortion. <laughs> Sorry, Nikki, carry on. Oh, I got back. Cool. Uh, <laughs> as you were saying before, I got rudely interrupted by the dogs. Um, I just took a couple things I noticed throughout the night. Uh, the replay noise when they're going to re- uh, cut, you know, when they cut to a replay and cut back, it was the intro to Bray Wyatt's music. Oh, it was just random. And also, flashes from cameras make everything look way cooler. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's one thing that's missing nowadays is the flashes from cameras because just it just makes everything seem bigger and 
just yeah. Yeah, when but, they were going for finishing moves, you used to see like all these flashes, and they put it in one of the SmackDown games years ago. He's gone again, but they used, they they had that in one of the SmackDown games as well, yeah. where every time you went for a finisher, all the screen would just light up with the flashes. It was up as That's far as point, here yeah. comes the pain. I think I think it yeah. went up as far as here comes the pain. I think they had it in a few of them, but fuck it, why not put like disposable cameras underneath the fucking seats? <laughs> That'd be great. Just here, anyway, come on, lads. If a camera underneath the seat of Mania, I'd love to fucking. Do, I'd gladly take pictures of fucking different things, and I'd go out, off and get it developed when I came home. I'd be delighted with it. Um, problem is, most of the kids that are at it wouldn't know how to fuck to use an actual camera. <laughs> Touch screen. Fuck yourself, dickheads. So this this is going to be a rad to get kids episode. It seems. Ah, fucked a lot of yep. them. <laughs> anyway, back to the hardcore title match. Um, the backstory to this. Uh, the backstory to this was also intertwined with the Triple H and Undertaker match, so I might just cover it more later. Um, we're, we'll go on to that match as it's a bit bigger. Um, but uh, yeah, so the match itself, involved, as, as Gordo was saying, went all over the arena. We had um, Raven thrown through a window. We had uh, drive, Raven thrown through wire, drywall. Ra- Raven was thrown through a lot of things, basically. Um, uh, they tried, uh, Big Show tried to lock Kane out of a cage at one stage, but the, the lock wasn't Kane-proof. Um, <laughs> Kane was thrown through a door. Kane and Big Show went through a wall. There's a lot of just things getting destroyed, basically. And uh, I'm sure you're going to mention the Raven thing as well. The, the golf cart chase. Yes. Yes. Then Raven tried to escape on a golf cart, crashed the golf cart almost immediately. Kane gave chase at another golf cart. Golf cart almost running down Raven with that golf cart. Well, golf he cart also chases. hit into a fence. And he was told later on by production staff that he came within a quarter inch of damaging some cables that would have taken the pay-per-view off the air. <laughs> true story. Uh, yeah, Ravens talked about a true story. He was within a quarter inch of taking Mania 17 off pay-per-view. Gone. Would have been the best thing for it. Shit pay-per-view. <laughs> <laughs> who, who, who wants to take this? Uh, am I, I going to be the one to say it? I think Get we have fucked. to mute Gordo. <laughs> Get for yeah. Okay. So yeah, they all, and they all brawl. They end up back on the stage. Um, uh, so show and Raven, Ravens on Show's shoulders. Show jumps off the stage, and there was just some staging. And Kane gives a leg drop off that staging onto all of them. It was a bit bouncy, a bit padded, but it was grand. Gets the win, and I missed the hardcore title. Yeah, but yeah, anyway, with the European, oh, a great nine minutes. Yeah. Very good. Uh, so yeah, next up, as you said, we have the European title. Before that, we got a clip of Jimmy Snooker at WWF New York. Oh, I missed that place. Remember <laughs> <for> Jimmy Snooker? <laughs> Jimmy Snooker wouldn't have remembered Jimmy Snooker. But uh, okay, oh. European title. It's Eddie Guerrero uh, with Perry Saturn, who's wearing a furry hat, up against Test. It was. Test. This is a test. With the champion going in, Gordo had a a thing about Test that he was saving for this, and it ruined earlier on the night. Yeah, fucking, I had to throw it in there. It's just, just as Baron Corbin. Baron, Baron Test is essentially what Corbin. They want Corbin to be now, but none of us want any of those things. I I liked Test, but you Mm. failed the test. I know. I I I I passed tests. Yeah, the STI test. Yeah, and that paternity test that time. <laughs> Let's not waste any more time on this match. <laughs> <laughs> no, there was a really good Tilt the World Powerbomb by Test in this, though. It was fantastic. This wasn't a great match because it was in Eddie Guerrero's kind of not great period. 
but uh, yeah, uh, Perry Saturn got involved, Dean Malenko got involved, Eddie ended up at clock and test with the belt and gets the win. So Eddie comes out, European champion. Um, probably the worst match on the card. Yep. Debatable yep. with the other tag team match from earlier. Those two were the two bad matches on the card. The next one was pretty bad too. Kurt Angle versus Chris Benoit. Voldemort. No, no I've uh, China and Ivory. That's that was after not, that. That was actually after that. Well, my, my listings. You oh, got your list you know from I, Wikipedia, which no, is wrong sir. order. No, sir. Do you know where I got it from? Where? WWE.com. <laughs> and Kurt Angle versus Chris Benoit is not listed. Ah. Uh, <laughs> He who must not be named. But Stevie Richards. <laughs> I literally yeah, have on. This I is taking too long. <laughs> Next up, Kurt Angle faced Chris Benoit. It was Battle of the Submissions. Angle had lost the tit- uh, WWF title the month before uh, to The Rock. Benoit was just kind of breaking up from the radicals at the moment. So we're about technically heel going into this match. Um, it was really weird seeing Angle coming out to no You Suck chance because this was pre You Suck. So it was, it was a bit odd. Uh, Kirk cut a heel promo about how Texas sucks. Uh, Stevie Richards made double duty because he appeared earlier in the night and he's back out again now. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a ton of amateur stuff at the beginning of the match, so they just basically wrestled amateur style. We got mentions of WCW and New Japan from Paul Heyman. Uh, obviously, WCW just owned, but New Japan, interesting thing about uh, giving mm. references. Uh, so the ref got knocked down. They started trading finishers. Uh, uh, Benoit got Kurt in the crossface. He tapped, but there was no referee. He was still out. Benoit tried to pin Angle after diving headbutt, got a two count. Uh, Angle ro- got the win by rolling up Benoit using the tights for leverage like a dirty bastard heel. It's a great match. It was a really good match. It was 14 minutes long. It was their first time facing, and just a, it was the first of many great matches that the two had against each other. Yeah, it was brilliant. Yep. Uh, after this, we had. Kamala dancing on Regal's office table. And then we cut to an army base and had all the America stuff. Pew pew. Yay. Um, and then uh, Kevin Kelly, who is now commentator in New Japan, was interviewing um, Angle backstage. But uh, Angle's uh, saying about, does he respect Benoit? He's like, no, I just bet him. That's how it works. I win. Benoit attacks him from behind, locks in the crossface, and Angle taps out. But, you know, it doesn't matter when it's there. 50 50. 50-50 booking. Uh, next up is the match that uh, you thought was earlier. Um, it's the women's title in which Ivory defends her women's title against China in a squash match. Two minutes, 39 seconds. The highlight of this match was there was a guy behind the commentators with a uh, I'm Sofa King We Todded sign, which is like, remember that? When <laughs> <laughs> they let those things into the building. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, yeah, China, China bombs. Uh, Ivory stopped the pin, grew up a sta- uh, dropped her and got the win. Yeah, it happened. Um, <laughs> next up, then we had an interview with Vince backstage uh, where he's asked what things are uh, uh, like, are we in for any shocks right tonight? He said, You want shocking? Tonight you're going to get shocking. And a little bit of foreshadowing for what was to come later. Um, but immediately after that, we had the street fight between Vince McMahon and Shane McMahon with special guest referee Mick Foley. So you covered a lot of this in the intro there, but uh, the backstory to this, Vince wasn't uh, originally started, Vince wasn't happy with Foley making uh, a six-man Hell in a Cell match back at Armageddon. Uh, wherever Linda, who was the CEO at the time, supported the decision. Vince demanded a divorce. Linda had a nervous breakdown, ended up catatonic in a wheelchair. Um, and <laughs> 
Vince then became the CEO. He fired Foley, then started having a affair with Trish. I remember he writes the not show. Kayfabe. Not K-Fabe. He, he writes the show. So he had a, an affair with Trish. And <laughs> they had him and Trish make out right in front of Linda sitting in a wheelchair. Oh, put this in 2018. <laughs> the difference. Uh, Hashtag me too. Uh, <laughs> Steph originally wasn't happy about all this. They, uh, Steph and Trish had a match at No Way Out. Regal interfered, helping Steph to win. Then the next night on Raw, Trish and Steph teamed against uh, our Vince and Trish teamed against Steph and Regal. When they all turned on Trish and had dumped sewage on her, uh, turned to the mean, kept demeaning Trish. Then she she uh, begged forgiveness. They had her back like a dog, stripped to lingerie. Yep, definitely get this nowadays. Uh, but. Trish stayed loyal and saying said she wanted forgiveness. She wanted to be with Vince's, Vince. Um, Shane returned after all this, bet the crap out of Vince because, like, fuck you for doing all this to my mother. Um, Vince retorted with, I'll never forgive your mother for giving birth to you. Oh, yeah. Then the week before, as you said, WCW purchased all that. Vince, Shane owns that. Uh, ending the line dad just like wcw did in the past how it kicked your ass in the past that it will again and that's exactly what i'm going to do to you this sunday at wrestlemania uh so foley ended up being the, re- the ref in this match because before linda became catatonic and all that shit uh she'd apparently given him a contract that said he could ref any match at wrestlemania so he chose this match uh so they both came out to the same music because shane didn't have his my home's the money song at this point so uh, money money you mentioned WCW guys up in the box. The big names of WCW. We had Bill DeMott, Chavo Guerrero, Sean Stasiak, Lance Storm, and Stacey Keebler. That's the only ones I could spot. I didn't recognize the others. So much star power. All the star power from WCW in there. And I, I like Lance Storm, and I think you'd be serious for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> I see what uh, you did. Yeah, so Stasiak had fucked up a storyline where they were going to interfere in the match or something and it got out. He started talking to some local paper about it and Vince yeah. was furious and he booked Stasiak to lose for the rest of his WWE <laughs> run. Isn't that how he ended up becoming meat? Oh, uh, yes. Uh, Any times. <clears throat> the match. Uh, Steph slaps Shane pretty much straight away. Vince can't wrestle. Um, Kendo, sta- Kendo Sticks got involved. Uh, Shane throws the monitor into the head of Vince puts Vince on the table, goes for an elbow drop Steph pulls, Steph pulls Vince out of the way just at the last second and Shane goes through the Spanish announce table, uh, of course the Spanish because that's ever got, ever, always the Spanish announce table this, this, during this time yeah, fuck those uh, guys uh, Trish wheels uh, Linda down in the wheelchair down to ringside uh, Trish slaps Vince she turns uh, when he comes up to her so that it was all a ploy all along, she got the mean and all just so she could slap him Long, long games didn't really pay off very well for her. Uh, Steph attacks mm-hmm. Steph attacked Trish and they start brawling. Foley breaks them up. Steph uh, slaps Foley. Trish stays, uh, chases Steph to the back. Vince goes over to start abusing Fo- uh, Linda. Foley comes over and stops him. Vince attacks Foley with a chair. Uh, Vince then puts Linda in the ring, on a chair, rolls her into the ring, puts her in a chair in the corner, uh, throws Shane back into the ring, starts hitting him with a garbage can. Uh, as he's holding up the garbage can over Shane for one of the shots, Linda stands up behind him. Vince turns around, awkwardly opens his legs <laughs> a little bit further, uh, and Linda kicks him right in the family jewels. Um, Foley then attacks Vince as well, and Vince ends up in the corner. Shane puts a 
garbage can in front of Vince, goes up on the other to the opposite uh, ring post. First ever coast to coast, Shane onto the trash can, and Shane gets the win. First ever coast to coast in WWF. In, w- in WWE, uh, yeah. WWF, of course. RVD did the Van Terminator, and we'd have all we'd have them. Well, actually, in fact, Nikki. Uh, no. So let's just avoid that. Shane's first ever coast to coast. There we go. Now shut up, you dicks. <laughs> <laughs> so fourteen minutes. This was. It was just entertaining. It was pure entertainment. Storyline all the way. Yeah, that was the way of the McMahon's. But the the pop that Linda got when she stood up was yeah. absolutely insane. I love that too. Fair play to her. She did not. I. It did not look like she fucking blinked in any oh, bit where she is on camera. Perfect. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> She was perfect, perfect. as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Did not budge an inch. I don't know how she didn't burst out laughing or some parts. Just Jesus, yeah. like half the break. Um but yeah, next up we had uh like, just get to the carnage. Get to the carnage. <laughs> next up we had TLC two. Yeah. Edge and Christian versus the Dudley Boys versus the Hardy Boys. Dudley Boys coming in as champ. This is for the WWF tag team championships. Yeah. What a match. Yeah, I think yeah. still one of the best matches ever on one of these cards. Yeah, I, like, I think there was a, a vote on BuzzFeed or something, one of those things. Uh, top uh, wrestling matches of all time, WWE matches of all time. I think it got it got in the top five, like, and it deserves it. It was fantastic match. Um, Note-wise, I was just watching it. I wasn't taking much notes. So my notes yeah. consist of... Spike Rhino, Rhino Linda interfered. Lita, not Linda. Lita. <laughs> Spike led. That would have been a very different match. Spike Rhino <laughs> and Lita interfered. The spear from the ladder is absolutely insane. Iconic. Yeah. Oh, so man. good. Uh, Bubba and Matt tipping out, getting tipped over to the outside, going through the four tables just at the end. Uh, Rhino, uh, then the win. Rhino, uh, Edge and Christian get the win, but Rhino helping Christian up on the shoulders to grab the belts while Edge holds, uh, I think it was Devon, uh, to stop him getting up to stop him. But like the match just is carnage all over the place. Christian not, nearly dying. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Christian had a thing about not hitting the rope when he came <laughs> off the ladder. He always just like, I think he broke his tailbone or something at one point, didn't he? Uh, just doing that. Spot. Yeah. And also, I remember, I didn't watch it back because I, I kind of remembered most of it anyway. Didn't Rhino spear Lita, Lita outside the ring and then she nearly hopped her head off a ladder that was lying oh, on the ground? Oh, very close, yeah. So yeah. close. But that was after she'd taken her top off. Oh, yeah. Boobies. Yeah. Boobies. <laughs> Boobies. <laughs> Boobies. <laughs> That's around it. Yeah, they got, a lot, they got beaten earlier. Twelve-year-old Trevor of me liked, liked this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, this is the match that actually made me, uh, cemented me as being an edgehead. Uh, no, for you. But, yeah, I, I like a... If you haven't seen this, I'm assuming everyone that will be listening to this has seen this match, but if you haven't watched this match, it is just absolutely fantastic. I don't know how Jeff Hardy was able to walk after that fucking spear. Oh, my I, God. Like, the, there was so much room for error on that spear. Like, yeah. Edge, like there was Edge and Christian were on Austin's podcast a month or two ago, a month or so ago, and basically the, the podcast was about this match, the whole oh, thing. excellent. Uh, so, yeah, listen to that as well. But, uh, and, like, literally Edge is like, I was Edge was saying basically he was on the ladder. Like, do I go up one more rung? Do I not? Like, because they had to get it exactly right, or yeah. one or both of them would have gotten killed. Like, <laughs> Edge, is, Edge is coming down head first. Jeff is coming down backwards. You know, so, so much room for error. But they got they so like Jeff was, Jeff was hanging off the rungs or the thing that holds up the titles, and I think it was Bubba Ray. He had his legs around the top rung of the ladder, and Bubba yeah. Ray had picked it up and dragged it over, which gave him that kind of a. Swing. slingshot effect yeah. and swing 
and then Edge jumps off, hits the spear from the heavens, and I'll never forget the image of when he hits Hardy flat backs kind of in midair and sticks his leg directly up, legs directly up the way. So he's hitting, mm-hmm. he's not landing flat. He's landing on like essentially just below his neck <laughs> from that height. It's crazy. And then he did a swanton outside afterwards. Yeah. Because he's yeah. a nut job. Hit him for Spike. Uh, <sighs> Spike broke both of his teeth or something, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. They, they put Rhino and Spike on, the, on two tables. He did the, the flip and he basically glazed slightly on Rhino and was way through Spike. Yeah. And yeah, Spike, all, all Spike Dudley wants for Christmas is his two front teeth after that. <laughs> uh, but Lisa couldn't, couldn't get over how skinny Rhino was. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was tiny. He's just a sweet little baby rhino. <laughs> he was a cub. If that's what baby rhinos are, I don't know. You know who wasn't skinny? A lot of the contestants in the gimmick battle royal. Oh, oh there's a segue. Oh, oh, you may retire now. You can retire a good guy. <laughs> the share price of segways have just gone up fucking three dollars. <laughs> so the gimmick battle royal was up next. A uh, match that lasted three minutes and seven seconds with entrances that lasted about four years. Um, <laughs> well, what was the cumulative age of entrance? I should have chucked that, that up. Damn, I didn't think of it. Uh, I'm going to run through the full list of entrance. <laughs> <laughs> In fairness, there's a lot of them. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, so the, the match was commentated by Mean Gene Okerlund and Bobby DeBrain Heenan. They made entrances first. Bobby's bra- Bobby was on fire for the whole thing. Um, entrances at the entrance were the Bushwhackers, Drew the Dumpster Drozzy, Iron Sheik, Earthquake, The Goon, Doink, Kamala with Kimchi and Harvey Whippleman, Repo Man, Jim Cornette, Nikolai Volkov, P.S. Michael Hayes, One Man Gang, Gobbly Gooker, Tugboat, Hillbilly Jim, Brother Love, and Sergeant Slaughter. A lot of good brothers in there, Nicky. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the only one in shape was Hillbilly Jim. Yeah. And that's I mean, why he's going into the Hall of Fame. If you can right? fall Hillbilly Jim in shape, <laughs> shape. He was probably still working for them at the time, though, wasn't he? He was doing other stuff for them around then. I have no idea, to be honest. Maybe he was gone by then. I don't know. He was there for a long time after his main run. Anyway. <laughs> but uh, the Iron Sheik wins because he can't be thrown over the top rope because he would have died. Um, <laughs> and Slaughter attacked him after the match, locking in the Cobra Clutch because America. America. Racism. Speaking of America. America, but uh, no, just with the match though, I'd like to see them do this again. It was not entertaining. The same place. Not the same. Well, <laughs> some of them you're not going to be able to do it with again. Take them up, boys. Yeah, but um, it was it was it was it was a nostalgia trip. It wasn't done like insulting to any of them. It was you know, it was fun. I liked it. I really enjoyed it. I also thought I it was too. nice seeing Nikolai Volkov in a battle royal that actually has ring ropes and a ring. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but next up, as uh, Steve was saying, America, we had the American badass, uh, the Undertaker. Against and we'll have him this year too, Nicky. Against Triple H. Not this year. Um, <laughs> Keep rolling. So this is the first of their three Mania matches they had. And the backstory going into this one, obviously Taker was in his biker Taker American badass stage. Triple H had bet Austin at No Way Out in a three stages of hell match. Uh, so he thought he should be in the WrestleMania event because he's after beating everybody. Taker came back that you haven't beaten me. Uh, so Triple H attacked Taker during an entrance to when he was going into a hardcore title match against Big Show. Uh, he attacked him with a sledgehammer. Kane saved him. 
but was then attacked by the big show. Uh, Taker tried to break into Triple H and Steph's limo, but ended up getting arrested. Um, Kane challenged Triple H to a match later that night. Big Show interfered. Kane then cost Big Show the hardcore title to Raven. Taker ended up in, uh, getting a restraining order uh, from Steph, so he couldn't go anywhere near Steph. So Triple H was in a match against Test the next week. Uh, Kane ran down and chased Steph away. So Taker go in and trap attack Triple H. Uh, Kane then held Steph captive, uh, holding him holding her over a balcony while taking Taker bargained at uh, Regals to get the boat matches at Mania. Uh, so that was basically the the build up to it, uh, which resulted in the hardcore match earlier and this match. Uh, the match Motorhead played Triple H to the ring. Lemmy had no idea what was going on. Uh, well, well stoned, and <laughs> just basically sung is the game many many times, but it was great. Um, Fitz wasn't impressed. <laughs> not, um, a, not a fan of Motorhead. I'm more of a Justin Bieber kind of guy. Ah, <laughs> fucking asshole. Anyway, the more the more time we spend on Taker Triple H here, the less time we have for the main event. That's a Just fair point. Throwing that out there. Okay, <laughs> not the main event. No, no. <laughs> no. Uh, Taker came out to Limp Bizkit because there was wasn't enough Limp Bizkit on the show. Uh, he's rolling at the time. Spanish announce table got immediate. The replacement Spanish announce table got immediately broken again. Uh, Triple H threw Mark uh, eating the timekeeper over the barricade. Just literally tossed him. It was hilarious. Uh, got a sledgehammer. Mike Yoda took it off him. Uh, Triple H got catapulted into Mike Yoda, uh, but he was up like straight away after that. Uh, then got hit with a trip, got hit with a choke slam for a two count. Uh, Taker, because Taker thought that should have been a three count, he attacked Mike Yoda with an elbow drop, one elbow drop. And <laughs> um, they all brawl to the crowd. Uh, Taker and Triple H brawl into the crowd, end up in scaffolding. Uh, Triple H gets choke slammed off the scaffolding by Taker onto a big pile of pillows. Um, <laughs> Which one of the angles completely ruined that and showed it really obviously? Whereas the first ones they showed were fantastic. They showed him like going off screen. It's like, oh my god! And then they showed angles like, oh, he just bounced on some pillows. Um, take her then elbow dropped onto the pillows and end up back in the ring. My Kyoto is still knocked out. Um, this is a good seven minutes later. Um, take her gets the sledgehammer, um, but uh, gets kicked in the dick before he can hit Triple H. Uh, Taker then blocks a sledgehammer or a shot back from uh, with a big boot. Uh, Mike Hero is still knocked out. Um, Taker then hits a tombstone. Mike still having a nap. Um, Taker should really use this elbow drop as a finisher. Like literally, he's out for ten, yeah. <laughs> ten minutes yeah. without a budge, without a single move. Mike Hero was knocked out for ten minutes. Taker wakes him up then after not getting the uh, after there's no one there for the, the, the after the uh, for the pinfall after the tombstone. Uh, Probably, I think my favorite part of the match. Taker goes for the last ride, but as he's lifting up Triple H, Triple H picks up the sledgehammer and cracks him in the head with it. Um, ends up getting a two count out of that, but Bur- uh, Taker was bust open. After that, Taker does hit the. They go into the corner um, where Trips is trying to. Um, basically, he's up on trying to you know in the corner punching him. Taker gets him in the last ride, hits it to go nine and zero. Oh. He was only nine and zero oh at that point. He's only he a baba taker. Only a baba taker. Nine and zero. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, it was a great match. Uh, it was 18 minutes long, so a nice, decent, long match, but it was fantastic. Mike Yoda had a nap for half of it. And Mike Yoda was asleep for half the match. It was great. Lovely, handy day for Mike Yoda. And then we're into the main event. The main event! The main event of the evening. And the night that the match that showed the value of JR. You will have heard it in the intro to this piece as well, but <clears throat> JR was incredible in this. Oh, yeah. 
yeah. oh so good especially at the end like just the screaming but son uh, the, of a bitch <laughs> the backstory of this match uh this was their second wrestlemania main event it was the rock and stone cold steve austin because i don't think i've actually said this yet for the wwf <laughs> title uh it was their second wrestlemania main event first one being and 15 15 yes the year after the one you did last um so austin had won the uh to the royal rumble which was also the best rumble this was a great first three months of the year um <laughs> it went downhill after that uh rock then beat angle at no way out for the wf title uh deborah was then ordered by vince mcmahon to be rock's manager austin held rock accountable uh rock and vince accountable for deborah she ended up getting put in an ankle lock uh, by kurt so austin just stunned the rock uh, they ended up basically trading, uh, saving each other every, for the, every few weeks from attacks for the next few weeks. And then after they saved each other, hitting each other with each other's finishers. Um, that was basically the build-up. Uh, they did an interview where Austin said, emphasized that he needed to win this match. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. <laughs> uh, the match started with an amazing promo package. Probably one of the best promo packages that WWE have ever produced. To that song, My Way by Limp Biscuit, that Steve mentioned earlier, that was played constantly throughout the night. <laughs> but this was a fantastic use of it. It was so well done. It was timed yeah. perfect to perfection. It's just such a good promo. Brilliant. Uh, there, there may be an article coming up in a few, uh, the next couple of weeks, that this will be featured in. Where would find it? On sports.com. It will also be shared on Facebook and Twitter. What is uh, this Facebook and Twitter? <laughs> we'll do <you> later. <laughs> um, but yeah, they right as the match was starting, as it would be introduced, they announced that it was now a no disqualification match. Ooh. When the hell did that happen? <laughs> Got very animated about it. Um Austin came out to his disturbed cover of his music, which I love. That's really underrated music, I think. I, I love the disturbed cover of Austin's music. Mm. It was also on WF Music Volume 5. <laughs> um uh, Austin tried to use the belt straight away in the match. Um to get the upper hand match ended up coach outside austin exposed the turnbuckle and uh, texas crowd was firmly behind austin in this match it was even though they're both super over faces texas crowd austin and um, austin got the ring bell uh, split the rock open with it uh austin then attacked mark eaton don't know why he's the guy that throws him his beer but he went for him anyway uh jr uh, exclaimed we've lost our monitors we can't see a damn thing look up <laughs> and, uh, Rock threw Austin into the exposed terminal, uh, uh, turnbuckle then followed up with the ring bell so Austin's now split open too they're both bloody messes uh, Rock uh, got the sharpshooter so we had echoes of Bret Hart uh, and Austin uh, but he managed to get to the ropes this time uh, Rock broke the hold don't know why it was no DQ match uh, Austin then locked in the sharpshooter uh, Rock had to pair out of that one uh, Rock had, uh, Austin got locked in another sharpshooter Rock got to the ropes uh, Austin held on a little bit longer this time. At least he didn't break straight away. Then Austin throws back the ears and locks in the million dollar dream. Um, we then get a uh, rock. Then hits a stunner on Austin uh, for a one count. Just broke straight up out of it. Vince McMahon then came down to ringside. Uh, rock hit the people's elbow. Vince pulled the rock off of Stone Cold Steve Austin in the first bit of a hint that we got of what was coming. Uh, rock then chased Vince. Uh, Austin then hit a rock bottom onto the rock for a two count. Hebner got knocked out of the ring. Don't know why, because no DQ match. Um, low blow from Austin. Uh, Austin then asked Vince to get him a chair. Crowd are getting very confused at this point. 
Uh, Austin uh, held the rock up while Vince hit chair uh, hit the rock with the chair. Also got a two count. Uh, rock bottom from the rock. Vince got in the ring then and started attacking him. Uh, and uh, Austin then hit a stunner for a two count. Vince handed Austin the chair. Austin nails the rock with a chair. Another two count. Austin then repeatedly beats the rock with the chair over and over and over and over again. 16 times I counted. Jesus, 16 times. Pinned him and finally gets the three count. Austin cements his heel turn with a shake of the hands to Vince McMahon. They drink some Steve Williams. Austin and McMahon are shaking hands and JR is, ah, son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Super pissed JR was. Uh, Austin hits rock one more time with the title for one good measure and Austin and Vince Walk up the ramp like busy mates, like nothing the, ever the happened for you. Deal with the before. devil. <laughs> the match itself, though, was fantastic because of the ending. I completely forgot how good the match was. Yeah, yeah. but watching it back, it was such a good match. Yeah, the the fifteen one is actually amazing as well. Mm. Um, and I'm sure we'll yeah. find out next uh, in your one that nineteen was pretty good too. It was, but uh, mm. uh, and I will say, as good as 19's was, it was actually the worst of the three. Yeah. Um, Weird enough, I think 15 is the best of the three, barely, but uh, this match was fantastic, start to finish, and if this is what was kind of think... the end of the Attitude Era, mm. my sweet Jesus, what a way to go out. Yeah, the the angle at the end made it the better match, I think, of, of the three. I think it's more iconic, without a shadow of a doubt, yeah. but I think, I think bell to bell, I think, I, I personally, I preferred 15, but uh, this match was, yeah, phenomenal, like, yeah, I mean, it was it was the two icons, as I said, it's the end of the attitude. It's the two icons of the attitude here from WWF standpoint. Rock and Stone Cold meeting in the ring. This is basically the end of Rock's proper full time run. Yeah. He started doing movies after this straight away. And Austin turned heel in it, which cemented yeah. the end of his run. It was properly the end of the attitude here. Yes. Yep. Um, and it was also the two biggest rivals of the entire era joining forces at the end of it. Yeah. It was great. The whole thing is perfect. <clears throat> and Rock goes off and films movies. Austin takes his ball and goes home, and they had to bring the, bring the Rock back early. <laughs> Austin takes his ball and go home until a year after this. It was after the following Mania. Yeah, but he had all his neck problems and shit. At this yeah. stage. Well, this is the, after this is when they went into the the heel Austin run and uh, yeah, but he was having he had to reduce his schedule because he had all the neck shit. Yeah. That's why he had all the guitar playing and stuff because he had to keep himself on air. Hmm. It's a shame. Austin was amazing. It was. One thing I did, I do, I do miss. You know the, the thing they have at the end, the, the, video, the, video, the package. video package recapping the whole show. So just, good. I don't know why they don't do that anymore. They're, they're so good. It's perfect way to end the show. Like breaking up there. Yep. Hear me now. Oh, I, I don't know if we got any of that. I couldn't hear anything. But yeah, it was all good. So yeah, yeah. you're breaking. You're breaking up, Steve. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Okay. All right. That's fine. All right, Steve. <laughs> well we need to go soon anyway because we, we did true. the thing we said we wouldn't do <laughs> here we are two hours later <laughs> uh, just a couple of fun facts from the show though this event holds the record for the most title changes a single Wrestlemania five titles got changed Jesus random fun, fun facts and with the dogs <laughs> oh, what a disaster uh, no, I don't know how the end of this is going to come out. <laughs> well, the, the one note I kind of had on shit was just around the length of matches, um, and it was something I'll quickly touch on. I won't drag it too much because um, I think I think Sean Ross Harper one of them actually mentioned it this week as well. But I'd taken notes for it myself beforehand. Uh, was that 
out of this, there was 11 matches on the main card. Only five of them went above 10 minutes. That was Angle Benoit, Taker Triple H, Rock Austin, Shane Vince, and the TLC match. You compare that to last year, there was only three matches out of a 12-match card were shorter than 10 minutes. I think it would help now this time around because you've got so many matches on the cards. Yeah, like it, it, it doesn't need any of this shit. Like... Last year, the, the ones I had, what was it? The, the Cena tag match was nine minutes 40. Lesnar Goldberg was five odd minutes. And the women's the women's title match with six people in it was like six minutes last year. It's crazy. It's shocking. <laughs> like, when you look at, uh, as Nikki said, what the right to censor was a six man tag, the six people on the card, and it was three minutes long. As your gimmick battle royal was three minutes long. Fucking Jericho and fucking Regal was seven minutes. You don't need ridiculous fucking fifteen minute matches for every angle on your show. People are happy with this. You get people in and keep time for what needs to be. WrestleMania doesn't need to be a six hour main show after a two hour pre show. No, it's all about storytelling. If you can tell a story in five minutes, great. If you can tell a story in twenty minutes, great. It all it just has to make sense in the storyline. Yeah, exactly. Give 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 the time that give the time that makes sense for the story and. As I said, the five, the five matches that went above 10 minutes on Mania 17 were the five that you thought needed to, needed the time. Mm. But you look back to last year, half the matches needed no more than seven or eight minutes. Yeah. yeah that's true. Plus, <clears throat> plus with the amount of time that they put into video packages nowadays. Oh, uh, like not every match on this show had a, had a video package. I think there were two or three of them. Or there was about what, four of them, I think, the whole show had video packages. Mm. Yep. And one or two of them had stuff where it was during an entrance there was a replay shown. And they don't use backstage segments enough at WrestleMania now anymore. No, because everything has to be, you have to bring a celebrity out in front of the camera and all, it's it's overly entertainment-y, whereas it's like you need to find that sweet spot. And Mania 17, I thought, found the sweet spot, yeah, which is one of the reasons yeah. I think is why it stands out as being the best until Mania 19. After uh, it was a good, 14. There was, was a good pace to the whole thing compared to even oh, the one I was at, which was a slog, an absolute slog. Seven I, hours I was there. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's it's bad for the fans. I mean, like he must have been dead by the end of that. But you see, Rock Austin here. By the end, them crowd, that crowd was still as hot as they were as that first bell. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and the placement of the bell yeah. match and everything. It just it it was a nice little uh, palate cleanser, you know, before it got back into the serious stuff. Oh yeah, and again, it's all match placement. Well. Yeah, yeah, completely. But yeah, now that's just something that I picked up on. I thought it was kind of. Worth a quick mention, so we won't drag it out too much, obviously, because time constraints. Before we go, then, before we go, Steve, you, you, I don't know if you're serious or if you're messing. You're not a fan of it. Of uh, seventeen, yeah. Ah, no, it's the second best WrestleMania ever. <laughs> <laughs> What's the best WrestleMania nineteen? Fourteen, obviously. <laughs> ah, okay, the one we did last week. Your one, yeah, exactly, my one. So, uh, where does WrestleMania Seven rank in this list? Uh, quite near uh, the bottom. Well, on, only, yeah. only above uh, WrestleMania Nine. Uh, in fairness, it has Seven uh, had the one moment. You based your entire one off of one moment. It's that good. Yeah, it's that good. <laughs> I don't you give a shit about the rest of those fucking. I don't give a fuck about any of them. That has the, one of the most iconic moments in the history of the whole thing. Virgil. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Not, not up here, Nicky. Didn't happen. <laughs> Macho man, Elizabeth. All you need. <laughs> but yeah, <clears throat> we have to go now because it's been very, very, very long. We tried to avoid it, but we just damn ultimate deletion. Um, 
yeah I, I might have to cut some of this up I don't even know if any of that made it at the end because Gordo's screen was all flashing uh, there was dogs <laughs> there was all sorts and I think I was breaking up as well so we don't know what the end of this could be so I uh, might have this ready and edited by next week <laughs> but yeah we've already done all the plugs already there's no need to do them again yeah. no Steve do you want to do them <laughs> uh, sports.com hallelujah Ah, yeah, and follow Tubit Wrestling and TubitSports.com, Facebook, YouTube. Don't know what's going to happen on YouTube. Just clips, I think. We're not going to put them up there anymore. It's just going to be on uh, SoundCloud. And behind and the paywall. all the services it feeds to. <laughs> There's no paywall. There'll never be a paywall. <laughs> no. Yes. Uh, yeah, SoundCloud, Stitcher. SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, all that stuff. So we have to go now. Say goodbye, boys. Take them away, toys. Goodbye and make sure to tune in next week when I cover WrestleMania 19, which I can't remember if we rounded off at any stage during the WrestleMania segment. Goodbye. We did not. Good. <laughs> <laughs> That's Lanta. It's the worst ending to... Yeah, absolutely atrocious ending. The last 10 minutes were awful. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>